Hello and welcome to HLTA Confirmed Season 4, Episode 2. Uh, as you can see, we have a kind of a change up here. Sponge is not, not going to be hosting, so I'm going to jump into that role. It's going to be interesting. Expect all of the worst. And uh, with me, it's going to be Shriker, as always. We can just like move off from him to the more important people in the, in the show, which is Vendetta and Config. Boys, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you? Fine. Could be better. We could have Sponge here, but obviously not. So <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting, interesting thing. Ven, what's up over there in the in in the Nordics as well? I mean, I, I just noticed my tagline here, and I, I, I'm slightly offended. Uh, but I guess it's, I mean, it's, it's true, so I can't really argue with it either. And look, it, it doesn't say you're not a bibor. It just but, uh, says yeah. it, I guess technically it could have it could have put in like used to be better. At Counter Strike, look, that I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be that that offensive, you know. I just uh, fair <laughs> just wanted to bring attention I, to the fact that you once played CS:GO, CS yeah, and at, you were at, you were at, good at it, right? At one point, at one point, it doesn't matter that that that, that it's not the the, the fact anymore, right? Uh, don't you, Striker? Don't you have like a similar thing on your Twitter account, and that kind of puts you That's in the same like category, that, yeah. which obviously is not true. <laughs> no, I actually don't anymore. I changed it. Ah, so you removed. So you just put something. Okay, okay. So we'll just jump into the into like the hot chair segment, which is going to be just talking to Config a bit to figure out what he's been up to. Obviously, complexity move, optic going out of the picture, and all of that. So let's just start with uh, with you and the move back to NA, back to an NA org, and you're going to be living there. You're not there right now. So just how did that come to happen, and uh, and just getting that. Getting that information and accepting the bid to to go to complexity. Um, it all started with like uptake and us. We kind of had a hard time because we were in a situation where we couldn't buy out a player. We couldn't do anything with the team. We were just kind of waiting for it to kind of disband and go into pieces because we tried like so many different players and then Cajun left to North. And then it was like the breaking point for us. We were like, God damn, this is not that good. Like we, we can't get any new players, anything. So. We just had a really hard time playing and we went to tournaments with stand-ins and it was just a bad show and after a bad show all the time. And then uh, MSL and I decided, and Nico decided to say uh, to Optic that we didn't want to play anymore because we felt the circumstances wasn't good enough for us as players. And we were just waiting for it to to go really, really bad. And we didn't want to destroy our own images by with by playing with new players all the time. and and playing really bad against not the best teams in the world. And uh, then then uh, I was kind of waiting for Complexity to give me a uh, an offer. And when they gave me one, I was 100% sure that I had to take it. What, was there like any any doubt about going back to NA because of like Danish players in particular had some like bad experiences going there, coming back <laughs> like Pimp, J, you as well went there for a short while. so. What was the what was the thinking in that uh, kind of a way? Um, I was just ready ready to do it again since um, my level of Counter Strike has been falling like for the past years, and I feel like this is the this is the way I have to start my career again. Start showing that I can really take it serious and and really focus on my own my own game and focus on the team and become a better player in general. And I think like we have the 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 right team to do so, like to show that we are actually everyone in the team can actually win. So that's what we're doing. But is that something to move to NA something that kind of helps you focus, you know, solely on the game, considering obviously, you know, you're living your personal life back at home. 
you have to be living in North America. So there, you know, no friends and stuff like that. You basically only have the team there. So does that help from that aspect? Yeah, 100%. Like, it helps me a lot because, like, from home, you can always slack a little bit. But now I'm actually moving and we are playing so much every day, even though we are home right now for boot camping, since we're waiting for the visas. We are playing so much. We're trying our best. We're reading the stat book every day, learning the nades every day. We're doing our very best to become the best we can be before uh, 2020. And and then I, re- I feel like this is what I needed. So, like, what what do you think is the biggest difference if you were to take? Because you, you talked about how like your your own individual level has been kind of declining uh, throughout 2019 and whatnot. So, so what's the biggest difference between config moving to NA now and config moving to NA with Optic? Like, what's, that, uh, what's the biggest thing that's going to set you on the right track for 2020? Uh, when I moved to NA the first time with Optic, I was still. Uh, kind of up in myself like you can say i was kind of thinking i was the best player in the world still and i was still thinking that i could do the same things as i did in dignitas as in north and now i've realized it so i think this is the this is the time where where i'm gonna shine can i just ask how long how long have you guys been playing together realistically like the full lineup i think we've been playing like three months i think oh really it's yeah, quite a long time actually so how, things, how are things going in game uh, it's actually going really well. We're practicing against some of the best best teams. Like in NA, we were practicing, and here we're practicing. But we get the bigger, better practice here, of course. Like you get the better teams. Like in NA, there's a small like chance of you getting the best practices since there's so few teams. And here we've been we've been playing against like Navi and OG and play, uh, teams like that, and kind of we destroyed Navi. Yeah. We we're playing pretty good in practice. We just have to to figure a way how to it when we go start playing officials in that sense have you talked about you know going over to europe every now and again just to boot camp like before important tournaments and stuff like that we have uh, we boot camping every single day when we're in na like we're going to the office everyone we're playing from the office all the time and then you have a pc at home so of course we're going to go boot camp in in europe when we have a lot of tournaments which we're going to have we're going to have a lot of tournaments coming up and a lot of qualifiers to play and if we have to stay in Europe for a longer time, a longer period where there's like tournaments in a row, we're going to stay, of course. So how does how it feel? I can, I can only imagine, again, I've, I've never played a single game with Counter-Strike with Blameth, uh, but I have with MSL and, and so on. But like, I can imagine there's a pretty stark contrast between the two in-game leading styles. Uh, so like, what, what's been the biggest difference going from, I guess, yeah, MSL teams, which you've been a part of for a long, long time to now a... Look, pretty much a, like a new leaf, a new, a new player, a new in-game leader on the scene uh, in, in total. Like, how's that transition been for you? And I mean, probably the rest of the guys as well. It's, it's been pretty hard for me because I have to remember a lot of stuff in MSL's teams. He was kind of micromanaging everyone, telling them where to go, telling them what nades to throw. And Blame, he's such a good player individually and in-game-wise that he has to focus on himself. Like, you, you don't you don't want Blame to get, like, 10 kills in a match that doesn't make any sense when he can bomb 30 or 35 even. So I have to uh, to read my strip book every day and it hurts, man. I have a hard time remembering <laughs> the stuff. Uh, but I'm doing my best and I'm trying to, to learn all this stuff and I'm trying to micromanage Oboe sometimes as well, which is pretty hard for me because... Are we playing I'm, together? Uh, yeah, we're playing some sites together and and Rush is also uh, focusing on him a lot, and everyone is on the team, and we want to try to make him uh, one of them rising stars. He's always already a rising star, but he can become a lot better. I think about like MSL when I hear people talking about when they play with MSL and then they leave and play with someone else. It almost feels like he kind of 
spoiled all of these players, like <laughs> telling them what to do at every situation. And then when they go, like, even when you guys went to Optic and played the Stanislaw, I was like, ah, this isn't it. I can't do this. Like, I have to think, <laughs> like, I want every part of the round to be planned out and stuff like that. So I feel like he literally, like, broke so many like like good parents, rich parents, spoiling <laughs> their kids. That's kind of what MSL did to a lot of these yeah, things. He, he, he spoiled me a lot. He definitely did. Uh, to, he he gave me all the easy positions uh, and uh, good fracking wise positions. But all, on T side, I was running in first. I I didn't care about running in first. And then we changed it up. He was running in first. I was running in second. Like I didn't have to remember a single grenade. I could just run. I could just fucking run, 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 and that was it. But now I have to remember every single grenade, and that's hard. That's a that's a new thing for me, but I'm. Wait, so, I'm so who has the, who has the new config pass in in this team, or is everybody held accountable, or is it like poison? You can just pick up an op and do whatever. The four others are just gonna play their own game, or or does everybody actually has to go through their strat book and know what they're doing in that sense? Uh, I'm probably the one that that has the choice of doing something that isn't expected. That I kind of like Dupree a little bit, and what I. Blame has a really good like view of how he wants to play, and you you kind of need to follow that, or else he's gonna get a little bit mad. Like, let's be honest. Oh yeah, you, you don't want to mess with. <laughs> no. Blame. No, if he hit, if he hits your arm or something like that, it's probably broken for a few years. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's very different from from MSL. It's very very different. Can you talk what about the coach as well? A... Because we from the previous complexity lineup, we haven't really heard much about Kita. So, can you talk about what he does for the? Well, like, what kind of a coach he is, basically? Well, Jamie is a, is a really, really good coach, in my opinion. Like, he isn't the coach that says, like, Christian and hits me in the head or something like that. He tries to help all the time. He wants to show you the grenades all the time. And he he's, he's making, like, tactics and watching games all the time. So he's, like, really, really focused. And I think he's a good fit for our team because he gives, he gives blame a lot of help as well. And I just feel like he's the perfect fit right now. What's the what's the chemistry in the team like? I think with the, these these teams that kind of come together, multinational uh, from different places and stuff like that, that can be kind of a big issue. So, what was that like? Bringing in like two Danes, two Americans, and, and a Bulgarian together in in the lineup. It's it's a little bit hard to be honest because we have communication. Like it's very different to, from for Poison at least, and for me, and for Blame to speak English now instead of speaking your mother language, your mother tongue. Then and I think for Poison it's really hard because sometimes Blame is speaking a bit fast, and then he gets kind of lost in translation, and then he's doing his own thing, and then Blame gets a little bit mad. Like it's a, it's a little it's a little fine like way how we have to figure out how to be the best and communicate the best we can but we'll i think like we're going to take some english lessons in in america so we can like optimize it so we don't like fail on our communication like that should be the problem in the pro team just uh I, I, when i was at ecs just a couple of weeks ago i went after the event i went to the complexity headquarters like the the star and all of that stuff uh, what was that like can you describe it from your perspective coming into that whole facility area because it's pretty pretty big kind of kind of weirdly big and just coming <laughs> into that everything's like super high-tech stuff so what what is that that part like well the first like uh i remember for, when i joined optic we came to optic we came to their headquarters we got like the tiniest room like i was sitting with my keyboard like fully on the side so there was no space so it was so hot and then i came to complexity i was like damn this is serious like they really, really, they, they care about 
every single one, like every single player individually, they care about how you feel. If there's something wrong, you can just tell them. Like there's so many people around us that wants to help with every single thing. If you have a problem with something, they're going to fix it. So it's just an amazing feeling. And it just, it just felt like home when you walked in. Everyone was so nice and it was so professional. It's actually crazy. It's like American football a little bit. So why didn't you actually play any of these tournaments and stuff like qualifiers? I, I guess that you had to be invited to at least like a DreamHack Sevilla or something like that. Is, is this something you did on purpose to kind of practice and stuff like that? Um, we wanted to go to Summit, but then we had to get the visas done. and We can't be in America when we had to get the visas done. So we had to go home, everyone each. So I'm home, Blame's home. Uh, Poison is in Bulgaria and the two Americans, they're in Airbnb in Copenhagen because we are playing. They can't really play from America. And I have to go get my visa in like before Christmas or before New Year's so I can travel back. We have a qualifier to play the 7th, I think it is, January. So we have to fly already like the 3rd because you're probably a little bit jet lagged and we want to be ready for everything that comes in our way. Cool. Uh, does anyone have anything to add? I didn't really look into the chat questions. No, no for, for me, I, for I, some I, people, for some reason, people are trashing Guardian right now. I don't know. Uh, I, I, think, I think something came okay. up. I'm guessing something came up on Reddit. I'm just gonna is check that out. Just the simple is opening in FPL. I don't know. It's minus Guardian I mean, plus Sponge on the op. So <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Maybe that's happening. Like that's why Sponge isn't here. It's already yeah, practicing with Navi. Right. in Ukraine or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's more or less it for the for the kind of the introduction. People catching up on on you, so we can go uh, go into the first or the second uh, part of the show, which is going to be the the recent news. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. I can lead. I can lead. Okay, that was it. That was it. We actually got it. We have a short like video thing, which I wasn't sure if we if we got. Gotten right. so fancy with this show. Like I remember yeah. that it was literally just <laughs> making it up on the spot. Now you got like animations and God. <laughs> we have a quiz coming up. You see, the quiz is like super high tech. You can actually press your own answers. Oh, I mean, you won't. Be, we'll do. We'll do it with conflict, so you can just watch. But it's gonna be good. Almost. Maybe next time, if you come on, we'll do it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, recent news. Uh, this is kind of NA-based, the Cloud9 thing, which is probably one of the worst-run teams for the last year overall. I think no one can disagree with it. I have a challenge, okay. <laughs> 200 bucks on the line. Who can name all of the players that played in Cloud9, starting with the Boston Major win? And you have like <clears throat> two minutes. <laughs> you serious about this? I am. Can, can we just pick up? Starting with the Boston one, you can't you can't click over there and open up Facial <laughs> TV. I hear you clicking right now. Well, yeah, no, I'm actually I'm using my keyboard because I've pushed to talk. Uh, but no, ah, okay, okay, okay. But no, since the Boston major. Well, I can. Yeah. I mean, we can we can uh, go with the so, Boston, actual Boston lineup, right? Which is Tarek, Automatic, Rush, uh, Skadoodle, and Stewie, right? That's, yeah. That's it. Yes. So Stewie Bales, Tarek Bales. Bales. They had FNS for like a week and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. we can count him, yeah, for sure. Uh, do we count loaned oh. players? We count everyone. We count okay, like so standings, out, everyone out. that played. for K was there. Cajun, Dio. Cajun Celsus, uh, Keo, right? Golden. No? Golden. Yeah, there yeah Golden was in there as well. Oh, he, I guess he's yeah. still technically a Cloud9 player, isn't he? He's yeah, just I, on think, I think he's just on loan to Fnatic, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vice was there? 
Refresh was there for like a stand-in type yeah, thing. Yeah, it's going too well. I'm losing my 200 bucks. Uh, are, are we doing coaches too? Because Rambo was Nah, coaches. coaches. We'll, we'll skip that it was, part. Well, basically, it was Rambo. Co- was, was, well, what, what was the first? Because Valance was in. Then he was Balance. out when Rambo came in. And then he came back at it again when Rambo went out. Uh, and there was... Um, but I don't think they've had more coaches. James as well. But did they have more members? Whatever. I mean, what? Well, attends because he's on the bench now, right? Yeah. True. Jesus uh, Christ. Is that all? I think that's all. What what was it? What was the stats on like 39 days, like the longest that la- the lineup was together or something like that? Or something, you, mean, you missed, something you missed at least one player. No, one no, player? I don't know who yeah, we said, one. so it's hard to so it's uh, hard to remember. Cajun? Did we say Cajun? Yeah, we did say yeah, said Cajun. Said Cajun. Okay, so we had Kiyoshima. Yes, Celsus. We had Stiko on loan. FNS was there for two days. Vice was there. Yeah, I, I think that that's more or less it. Yeah, you got refresh as well. Yeah, refresh. I, I think that. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's the one I forgot about. Yeah, oh, we did I think that, collectively you you got it, but it's we did it teamwork. Yeah. So we are splitting the two hundred, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do like <laughs> I'm gonna, six bucks. I'm gonna send you my <laughs> PayPal later. You do that. I'll just use the HLTV PayPal. Send that <laughs> all for the show. Nice, uh, Martin. Please help me out. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, now three of their players run. left to to Gen G. Uh, Mixwell is left. Tens is left, and maybe maybe Sub Rosa, who's on trial, so what? probably not not signed ha- to the Cloud Nineteen. Have they all left, or are they still signed in some way, shape, or form? I didn't quite catch that from the. I mean, I'm guessing they're still Gen signed. In some I, I way. think they're still getting paid. Like it didn't say that they got released or anything yet. Because yeah. these are like fairly new signings, so I'm not sure like if Clannon has gone for like a year long contract, if it's a six month thing or something. But I, it must have been a transfer. So like Genji bought out these players. Yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah, yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. who were left over, right? Like so, Mixwell, yeah. Tens, and Sabrosa. Sabrosa yeah. was only trial, so I'm guessing that's not going to last for long anyway. But surely for for Mixwell and, and Tens, that's got to be somewhat lengthy. Probably, I would ask, I would assume, yeah. So I guess yeah. the saga might not be over yet, is what we're yeah. getting at. But at least could be another like, European team, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. They did at least like lose the whole original core from that. Like no one is left from the original team, so they can actually start anew. But we also thought that would happen with the DAPS lineup. I just thought I I don't even understand what happened with the DAPS. Like why was the why did that lineup never work? Why why not nothing happened over there? You mean the pre the club the last club nine lineup or yeah the last yeah, yeah the most recent one oh, I guess okay. like they said like tens was didn't fit in okay but that's like one player you can't put everything on him as a player right? so I okay I, I think I might have one person on this call that might back me up on this uh but I think they made a mistake of not holding on to rush. I, I like, think Rush I, is a really good player. So yeah, no, I think he's a super... I think anyone would be a mess in whatever the hell Cloud9 tried to portray as a team for the last year. And especially if you're in a position like Rush is, where you're not necessarily, necessarily the focal point. Like If you're supposed to be the structure and the foundation of a team that's just an absolute mess, it's kind of hard to, I guess, even remotely look uh, like in a positive light at any given yeah. point, right? So... I think he got a really bad end of the the deal and just came out of this entire facade as a as a much looking like a much worse player than what he is. It's not like Rush went from being super damn solid to just a nobody over the course of of a year. Like you don't 
deteriorate I mean, it, that it happened over literally two years of like even an optic he was also like it was the same shit an optic for him started with uh, like a good lineup then Stanislaw left then they had like this player that player they had like Jason R then they had Hiko then they yeah. had yeah. whoever they and had and he came back in was... cloud night showing that he's still a super sick player right so like I feel like people should give him the benefit of the doubt I feel like he would have been worth holding on to uh, I definitely think that a core of, let's say, DAP's automatic rush could have been something to work with. Uh, but it's yeah, not, it's. I mean, the, the weird part out. is, right? They still kept the core. So, um, so basically, like, what that means is probably the problem was in the remaining two players, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean um, that is implied definitely with the, so with the Gen G. Exactly. Right. Like, Usta, automatic, and DAP sticking together kind of implies that they, there was a problem with Mixwell and. Tens. Yeah. Or, uh, and, the, and or and so, 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 so. But Cloud9 was a sinking ship from when they started kicking players. So they left uh, Stewie and Tarek. So I just think it's been a bad like uh, career to be on that team, to be honest. It was just kicking players left and right all the time, not knowing if you're safe or not. I, I don't think like... I mean, no Sticker was talking about safe. this a lot when, when he was like on and off with that team. Like about yeah, the situation I, where I, it was just not, like put in yeah. into a weird spot. It's not healthy, not at all. Yeah. I can yeah, agree when with you that look percent. at it, like they're they're just a team that kind of was satisfied with not spending when everyone else maybe they thought that the, the market has been consolidated and they don't have to do like big spending anymore. But then people like Complexity come in and like just pick up things and Genji and other orgs. So you have to be constantly competitive, and I guess just Cloud Nine weren't happy with that. And just like the, the move of selling off Stewie. However that happens, I'm not going to go into details because I don't know, obviously, but they let him go. So that's where everything started to, <laughs> yeah, to, to fall apart yeah, a little bit. So, yeah, I don't know. But what to make out of this, like Genji core, there have been rumors about different players uh, joining. I think the ships thing is not happening from what I'm hearing. I so heard it's going to be... You're hearing ships is, is moving to to this team. Yeah, I hear the uh, well from what I heard the the full five would be Som and and ships. But then Som again, yeah. I mean, but... Som has been like even busted with like the the outline. The the like, I'm, I'm still like I'm still blown away at the fact that people do this kind of stuff because you I know honestly, somebody is gonna yeah, look exactly. into it. Like, right? It's not it's not like the same level as you know Cold Zero taking a picture of 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 face like before the, everything is announced. And like uh, being the, seen the, the reflection, the, the reflection I mean, in the airport. Yeah, <laughs> that, was like, that was like two months after everybody understood that yeah, sure. Gold Zero was because it's like all of a sudden his Instagram stories is from like Belgrade, which is yeah. kind of odd. Right? Well, <laughs> well, he's only there because we're friends and like he's chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Man. I mean, <laughs> no, to, I mean, we all knew they wanted to be together. The thing is, like, I wasn't sure if they would actually like make the deal. In the end, they said that the deal was made like a day or two before ESL won New York. So yeah, true. it wasn't like clear cut that yeah. they were going to get Gold Zero for that event but they obviously wanted it was obvious that he was there so i, I mean think they were playing him in the reflection sure. didn't tell me anything i i know he, i literally you see on the fucking <laughs> instagram stories where yeah. every esport journalist worth his money is getting all the leaks so of course uh, mm -hmm. i don't know so so yeah back to the genji thing do you think this is like what can this this team do can they actually break out and be like I mean, a we're... contender in na I guess we're we're assuming the ships and let's just let's do use the use the thumbs up thumbs down. Oh, right. How do you do it? You just click is it. it right? Is it a yay or nay? Yeah. Yay or nay for this lineup to be let's say contending um, for? Will people for, see for, my yay or nay? Yeah, they will see. Yeah, yeah, yeah they'll yeah, see yeah, like yeah. a thumbs up. Yeah, okay, right. I'll put a I'll put this one. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't know. 
let's go <laughs> let's go with conflict <laughs> please explain your uh, thinking on this it's, i just think like it sounds like a team that could do stuff but it also sounds like a team that could fall apart really easy. Like it's still the same players from Cloud9, like, and they tried so many different ones. They're just trying different players again, just in a different organization. I think it's going to be the same shit show. Okay, so uh, I'm, well, I'm a little bit more positive than that, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, so okay, so my thing, like, if, if it's the uh, assumed lineup that I'm not that incredibly positive inclined simply because like if you look back at ships as a player even back when he was in like whether it be wendigo or even before that he's very streaky and i definitely don't think this is the kind of team that needs a streaky player uh it can be great in some instances and if he has a good run then that's fantastic and they can have a pretty decent like ceiling uh but i think the floor is pretty damn basement level uh with it as well and that's that's the kind of thing that worries me i'm still not super convinced with any of these like new na talents like tens some like yeah sure they're like okay players they're, oh, boy. They're... oh boy you missed yeah, well, oh boy you... Well, <laughs> or you, or you <laughs> sold but again, again like this still like to me very much the jury's still out on all of these like hot prospects from na uh and if if they have one super sick tournament that's cool but a lot of the times to, to for someone to be a solidified star, solidified prospect, you need to do that multiple times. And we haven't really seen that from any of these NA prospects just yet. Uh, that's the thing that kind of worries me. So there's a lot of like unanswered things. I think the core of the team can still definitely be like decent. I think they could potentially contend with uh, you know, contend in NA, but and potentially, you know, uh worldwide eventually. But as it stands right now with the, the potentially leaked five, I I'm I'm not super duper convinced i i don't know why why i put it up but anyway i just want to say that <laughs> okay uh, one of the things that that this lineup shows or this last year that automatic had like when you look at him in 2018 it's kind of the same shit except maybe the first couple of months where they had a normal team after that was a uh, pretty much the same thing as this year just constantly changing but he was able to like keep up that form throughout the whole year end up like a top 20 player so you see that and you're like, wow, this guy can like go through anything and still perform. But like at, when you go into the second year of that same shit, you can't keep up with that. I think like that is the limitation of every player. You can do well in a bad situation for a limited amount of time. And then even we saw like simple this year, still insanely good, but not on the level of last year. So it, it really takes a toll on people. And it just it goes to show that you need to really make the most out of a player when he is in form. And I'm not saying that Automatic can't be in form again next year, but it, it will require an actual team to function and for him to, to get back into it, I feel like. I'm personally, I mean, I said yes, basically just because Cloud9 have not done anything, so any change at this point, I mean, if it's good or bad, whatever, it's probably not going to make a big, very big difference, right? So that's basically why I said yes. Clearly, the, the old Cloud9 was you not really, going anywhere. You really set the bar high here, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not, look, I'm lowering my expectations, basically. Uh, fair enough. But, I mean, to, to, do, to, to, to say one positive thing would be about Chips. I do have kind of the same reservations about his consistency. I think you're, really, you're right in that. But at the same time, I don't think he was necessarily that amazingly set up in, in Windigo when he was playing, uh, playing there. And he was doing well in that role most of the time, sure. Like you say, he was streaky, but at least he was able to make it work, even if he wasn't necessarily the main star of the team all, all the time, because that was mostly poison, right? Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I, I'm I'm kind of excited about this team actually having some sort of a 
more reliable star that they basically previously didn't outside of automatic. Well, so I'm you, hoping that that happens. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be the the focal point though? Like, are they not going to like groom Som as? I mean, I would. Yeah. Automatic sidekick, for instance, like a ship's not going to get the backseat in a similar fashion. Like that. There's like a lot I mean, of automatic could questions. easily be like a lurker type type thing, while those two Salmon ships will be more of like the mm, part of the main trio, right? Yeah. Well, actually, they have to opt, right? Automatic is still the best player. What do you think? Well, I guess. I mean, I'm guessing automatic. No. Yeah, I'm thinking automatic. I think people say Kusta, but he hasn't been full main opping for years. I mean, I mean, he could, be, he he could change it. back, but the inner fanboy in me, and I'm like, you know, okay. summoning my inner Moses fanboy as well. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reaching the into Kusta, the Moses. Kusta uh, yeah, I think we're the only one left on the <laughs> Kusta train. Uh, but I, I would really like to see him go back to opping in a, in a confident way. Obviously, like, no, you can't be the one who always, uh, like, you can't be an opper who just constantly feels it's okay that somebody else goes out and ops in any given round, right? Like, he needs to be committed to the cause, and it feels like Kusta's, uh, I don't know, been permanently damaged from his stint in Liquid in 2016. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, still like, he's still healing from Scott that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, like, secretly hoping that maybe, he, you know, he's gotten around the bend at this point, and he feels good enough to pick up the op and do it. Like, again, he's a serviceable role player uh, with how he played in Cloud9, honestly. Even if he didn't touch the op as much, but for me, I, I kind of yeah, I I want to see Kusta op because I I thought that was a lot of fun to watch. But I guess that that might be more of a pipe dream for for me than an actual realistic thing. Let's go to OG because we're down to ten minutes. We have like three topics left uh, for for this oh. part. Uh, even though we have some extra time for the first topic, so we can use that. OG on VL roster. Everyone's super shocked when this came out. Obviously, no one knew this was happening. <laughs> totally uh, blindsided. Just tell me, like, where were you when this lineup was unveiled and how did you react? I woke first? up in bed and I was like, wow, god damn, this is crazy. I've never expected this lineup. You see, did you message Valde right away? Yeah, asked, bro, like, I called fuck? him and was like, what the fuck, bro? What is this shit? How did you I keep it a secret? A <laughs> no, I, I, I was like, I think it's going to be a good team, OG, honestly. I think if they, if they, Get enough time, I think that would be good. But I think maybe some some it is too early. It's a little bit too uh, early for them. How okay? So I mean, obviously you you play against these teams uh, on on a daily let's basis. Just, okay, let's let's do a year and a before we go All into right, this. Yeah, let's say let's say is this team gonna become like a top oh, ten? Is it gonna okay, be, become said, a top yeah. ten in the se- in six months? So by summer of six next months? year. Okay. Well, yeah. I might, yeah. That's pretty okay. Let's go like, but without roster changes, that that's counted, right? So, oh, okay, yeah. Now, now I kind of want to. Without <laughs> roster changes. Yeah, without that, roster changes. This okay, line. I this I, cha- I changed my vote. Okay. Yeah, I, I uh, kind of want to change my vote again. You can you can. Like, just I'll, stick it. It. I'll stick I can it. do okay. it. Oh hell yeah! All right. Yeah, so. let's go. We have like high tech here at the Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's start with Striker. He's he is. I he's said pro-based. I said yes before you you introduced the the context of top ten. <laughs> Okay, but in, in so case, why not? Like, in any okay. case, no, no, no. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say why, why they, why I think they will. It's just because, well, I'm basically hoping that they, they get past the, the English speaking issue because that's always like such a massive question mark. No matter what team is like put together that has no experience with this, basically the only player that has experience with that out of that lineup is Issa. Which is a little bit concerning to me, right? But assuming yeah. they get past probably has the worst English out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's also true, yeah. But obviously, he has more the most experience actually communicating communicating yeah, in, in the English game, yeah. in game. 
because he's the only one who actually had an English-speaking team. So that's that's one part that I'm concerned about. But but assuming that's not an issue, uh, I just think it's actually pretty well put together. Like as long as Issa is kind of a star that we expect him to be, and Valde goes back to the level he had before he became the IGL, I think this is a really well-rounded team. Also, also as long as Montu actually does something, right? Because that's the biggest question mark when it comes to individuals. And we have no idea about the guy and him going up against like a top 15, 20 type teams because he's only played like around the top 30 level before. So obviously a lot of question marks, but I think individual-wise, that's really well put together. So, I mean, yeah, I, I turned myself into, I guess, a, a thumbs down on this one. I The thing that scares me about this lineup again if we're not making roster changes is is montu and i guess that's pretty much what's on everybody's mind because the the four others are pretty well proven because i'm thinking to myself like how can a player been like usually when you see people step up to i guess tier one counter strike or tier tier two for that matter if they're making like a gradual push and everything you've like you know of the player i like i've known of montu since he played on that weird like multinational thingy with dude and and those guys but like he's never really blown me away and everybody else who gets picked up to a team is already like not necessarily shocked the world but they're made their mark like poison for instance everybody knew that he was super legit Cirque, people were starting to open their eyes to him uh saiwu obviously like that's that's a given like everybody who's made that kind of a jump they've done something to showcase it montu has been at times, the best player in alternate attacks, and that, I mean his stats that's are pretty it. sick. Like when you look at when yeah, you look at the ratings that he puts up on a consistent basis, of, like sure, you're against sure, sure. of love and God knows what, right? But like even still, then like there was never any murmuring about like Montu being picked up by an, any other team, right? Like he hasn't necessarily lit FPL on fire or something to that effect. So like, how does he? If he's that good, how is he be? How has he been that much in the shadows for so long when? every other case of this of a talent coming up into the limelight i mean have made some sort of a, a noise at least i think a problem is i'm not sure how it is with him in fpl if he's even in there or not or if he's well, like I mean, fplc that... where he's a little bit buried i don't know i'm not sure about that but assuming he's not in fpl that's obviously a place where people come up most of the time and even through like sure playing with attacks but he's probably not going to draw too many eyes to him Unless he plays in that appeal and somebody actually has like firsthand firsthand experience with the guy, and since he's like so far on the on like the tier level with with attacks, none of these teams that could be interested in like a, a good offer, um, especially considering they all are have to be European for for them to even consider um, an offer like Montu, because like no German team is going to pick him up with Smuya and Big and stuff like that. Thing um, is, he, he's not even he wasn't the. Full time, like he wasn't the main offer in alternate, right? Because just looking at his stats, he has twenty two percent op kills out of mm. his total kills. Has like AK thirty eight percent. Okay. So he's not like he's not like a super dedicated opper even. So that that's the weird part as well of the of the whole of the whole move. And as Vendetta says, like I don't know anything. I mean, I know he exists, and that's more or less it. I've never <laughs> never seen him play in like a tier two tournament or anything of those like. Because he obviously well, plays like MDL, but who has yeah. time to watch MDL nowadays? Right? He hasn't been in a tier two tournament, has he? Uh, I mean, just check the stats. He haven't even played against like top top thirty teams. See, right, like, and that's the thing that worries me again. Like, if you're playing, like, if you're winning oh, the ESL Meisterschaft every by the way, season, that doesn't work. Whatever. It doesn't work when the team he plays for isn't top thirty as well. Oh, shit. It has to be both teams. 
like yeah. around top thirty, yeah. like around that time. But Not necessarily I, exactly. I just the same I just time, checked but... his stats as well. Like when they're when they're winning against teams, then all of the all of the players in the team are pretty good. Like Chrissy is all the way up there as well. Like he's only missing a few like points on the rating. And like why didn't they pick him him up instead? Like it's I I feel like they they are like pretty good on the team, both players. Okay. Yeah. I feel, I feel. Yeah. I feel like there's just like. I think everyone on the team is good. So it's it's just. A, I think it's the fine pickup for OG, and I think he would probably he would probably be good. But I think they're trying to make him into a main opera. That's what it feels like at least when we're practicing against them. He probably has to right because who else would play op on that team? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That like nowadays we have so many players that like to op. I guess NBK kind of ops sometimes, but on this team, like. Isa is not an opera at all. Valde, don't remember him getting any op no, kills. Not at all. Uh, so Alexi is uh, like Alexi very, very, well. very, very low percentage. Like where he picks it up is just yeah. Very, I mean, very he, he can pick it up, but it's it's gonna be obviously NBK and Isa and uh, Alexi getting a bit more of the second op uh, compared to some other teams that have a lot of players that like to pick it up. But at the same time, like Astralis had that problem, and now we see Magic Contrain dominating people with the op. So. It's obviously not the hardest weapon to to master nowadays, at least. But yeah, it is uh, it is interesting. So here, a quick yeah or nay. Would would Oscar be a better pickup than Mantu? What do you think? <laughs> is that is that it a good question? Okay, I mean, so obviously there, look, look at Striker fanboy over there. No, I, I was look, I was hovering nay. You hovering really? nay? Yes. I'm interested to hear why you would hover Nay on Oscar joining OG. Because there's too much reputation stuff. There's too much what? going around for not for some of it not to be true, right? So eventually he would probably look. I I said yay in the end because I know for a fact that he would bring them to to a certain level, right? But if they got to that top ten level, I think at that point they would start looking at changes. Is basically what I'm saying. Agree. Yeah, yeah, but like within with the premises of what we're looking at, right? Like OG as a as a top sure, ten at roster. Point, at this you, point, that's why I said yeah. Yeah, like you want Oscar in there. Like look at like with Mouse Wars, they became a top five team. They won New York. Like they've done great things, right? So if yeah, if you want to make a splash, if you want to be a really good team, I think there's about the same, let's say, longevity, uh, or like this, that's how you if you if that's how you want to look at it, you have about the same amount of time span where you can think of Monty working as a as a full-time opper as Oscar can work as a functional teammate. And I think just like Oscar is a way better player. So if you're giving it that kind of like a trial test period, then hell yeah, I'm rocking Oscar all day like over an unproven player who's been playing in a German tier three team. Let's go onwards. Next topic is MIBR reportedly considering Mayern for Lucas one. And uh, just to start it off, Config, we know you had a lot of beefs with a lot of players. Did you have <laughs> any Brazilian beefs? I can't remember that. And no, how did that go? I, I, don't, I don't think I have any Brazilian beef. I think uh, all of the Caralhos, they love me out there. They're my friends, most of them. I don't think anyone wants to kill me like KNG, but uh... <laughs> let's not bring that up. Let's keep it, let's keep it low. <laughs> So let's start with this. What, what do you think about MIBR? They, they, they're a team that has been like the time that you had at the, the closest to the top, they're also there. So you've seen them do very well. You played against them at, at that peak. What has what been going on with them from your perspective? And yeah, let's use the overtime 
So I'm calling the overtime so we can extend this topic a bit uh, a bit longer. Okay, well, I'm I'm thinking like uh, when I played versus them when we were pretty good in North and and they were in SK and we, in Dignitas as well. Like they had so much like you couldn't you couldn't really peak any of the players. Like everyone was so instant. Like you just got wrecked. And when they were on their peak, like no one could beat them off the throne for a while until Astralis came. And and I think like now Coursera left because I think they they got in some problems and. I think like there have been a lot of problems inside the team, and I think that has destroyed more than what they think themselves. And now they are kind of patching up with new players all the time. And I don't think they will go back to the same level as they were before, but they're kind of hoping for it, that it will come by switching players. And I don't think that's that necessarily the solution. I think like they don't have the individual skill like they had before. Interesting. What well, I mean, that's going to change with Byron, surely. Bayern is, I've seen the, uh, I think everyone has seen the video from the USP, like the USP clip on Deathmatch. Um, yeah. On Twitter he put up, that was insane. Like this guy is pretty good in Deathmatch. And I've, we played against him as well when he played in, when he's playing in Sharks, in Sharks when we played in NA. And uh, I feel like he's, he's a pretty good player, but I don't know if he's going to solve the problems inside the team. Then you weren't in North when they, when Sharks beat them at EPL. Was you you already left at that point? Well, I hope I left back then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't even. Long, long he wasn't even right? first at the time. <laughs> never, never mind. I'll try to find the clip so we can put it on the on the stream. But yeah, it, is it kind of a weird move though? Like this is a guy that just came into Sharks, played some like online stuff, and those lands at EPL, like the EPL regional Latin America things. What is the? Is this kind of a too early move for for Mayern? What do you guys think on from MIBR side? I think it's a good choice for it's a good choice for MRBR. Like he's only nine, 18 or 19, and he's been playing with Sharks. And I feel like the Brazilians are kind of like a family when they're playing together. Like they live the same place, and all that stuff. And I feel like they're probably gonna mold him into being a pretty good player. Like Fallen is a pretty good teacher. He's even teaching players that he doesn't even know on YouTube, and helping everyone out. And I think he's gonna help out Mayan a lot to become like a really strong player in in his skill level. Yeah, yeah. I don't, people I don't say think he's it's... actually 17, so that's. Just, I don't think yeah. it's too. God I don't think it's too early, honestly. Like, sure, he's he's never played on a on a massively like on a big level or anything. Only now with Sharks has he been getting like some more experience. But I think he's been doing all right in these situations already. So for him to to make that next step, I don't think is that massive. Uh, it pretty much it's like if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. That I, I don't think age ever really matters. I mean, sure. real won a CPL at the age of 15. Like. I mean, Brawl, Brawl just pages. owned the ever-living crap out of most people at the age of 17 this weekend. So um, I don't think age really matters. I, I think this is kind of a cool move. Uh, the one, uh, one of the reasons why I kind of uh, went thumbs up on this one is because it's different. It's not a recycling move. Yeah. Uh, it's not, let's pick the nth Immortals or ex-Immortals <laughs> players into our lineup and see if anything changes because it obviously won't and everybody can see it. So at least they're they're branching out. They're, they're trying something new. They're figuring that there might be something else outside of the the ten players that they've known for the last four years. And well, I, I mean, think that that's worth worth a thumbs up in itself. And I think Mayun uh, as well has showcased the fact that he he does actually possess uh, a fair bit of skill. So uh, yeah, I mean I don't think there's too much of a downside really from trying it. If they maintain mediocrity, then okay, that's 
you know, exactly where you found yourselves, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. So what did you really lose? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a, like a bad move in itself. I just think that they need to maybe even do more, like seeing uh, seeing Mayern play at the last two lands that they had. They had the, and it was his first two almost big international lands with the ECS and EPL. Both didn't go that well for him individually. Could be a lot of factors coming into that, maybe like the MIBR move and stuff like that, adding pressure. But like at this moment, Lucan, the other Argentinian and Sharks, is doing better and like significantly better than him. So why not even take both of them and like replace at this moment probably Taco, who has been not doing well at all in MIBR. And then you have two players coming in together because that, I, the thing I'm scared of for MIBR and for Mayer is the classic like new guy coming in, even though he's super young. So you expect him to get a bit more leeway and get like nurtured by Fallen. He is like, we saw what happened to, to Phelps. We saw what happened to Bolts and all of them. They come in, they don't agree with like, so, something goes wrong and he's going to be like the scapegoat, right? That is yeah. the thing which I think, and just for him as a super young guy that doesn't, he speaks the language, but obviously not perfectly because it's not the same language. Uh, I think having another guy along him along his side, which he knows from before, it would help like make the balance in the team and socially and in the game and all of that stuff. So I think that would be if they want to do like a move that that would be the move. I'd be on board with that. Okay, well, we're so we're finishing this yeah. off this okay. uh, part of the recent news. We have the last one. Dosia and Mo are signed for one three. They're going to China. Uh, Config, are you excited about this possibility that yeah. later in your career, or maybe yeah. three months from now, yeah. when Dosia, you get washed, super washed up, you can go to China and get a lot of money? Dosia called me last night, told me that he had a uh, he had a contract ready for me to sign in in uh, Beijing, or something like that. No, but I, I feel like this is this is something you do when you're kind of desperate. To be honest, like uh, they they must have gotten other offers than going to China. But if they if they feel like this is a good offer and they want to go and they feel like they can do some damage on the scene, fair enough. But are you going to find any good practices? Are you going to find out how good you are before you go to tournaments? No, I don't think so. Like, who who can they practice against in, in China? Tailu and... Pichi, yeah. yeah. And it's, it is just obviously a move to make some extra money. So obviously we're running late on this recent news part and we're going to go to the next part of the show, which is the quiz, which is, is HL, is the Twitch chat smarter than config? Let's find out. Okay. Okay. So as for, for the new viewers that didn't watch the last time, this is a quiz where you guys in chat get to interact. You're going to be part of the show. You're going to be super important. For this show, we kind of shortened the time. It used to be 40 seconds for, the, for both people to, to answer, but now it's down to 30. So it's going to be a bit shorter. And as well, it doesn't add in for the Twitch delay. So maybe some people have 20 seconds, maybe some 25, maybe some 15. And that's something we can't really control. But you guys in chat, because you can Google, you have a bit less time. And I'm asking uh, for a gentleman's agreement from Config to not read the chat or open up other other tabs. I'm not touching anything. I'm only answering the questions. Yeah, you have to click on your screen. You're going to get the, the link. I you have it. the link. Do I have to open it as well or what? OK. I have, the, I have the layout thing. I have it open, actually. 
So yeah, the thing is 10 questions, you guys in chat pick ABC and he's gonna pick ABC, then we'll figure out who, who got it wrong, wrong or right and uh, see who's smarter. Okay, do I have to start it up? Press, press it uh, or what? We'll, we'll start in like in five seconds. Okay, okay. okay. I, have, I have to warm up a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, so maybe just zoom it out a bit so you can see the answers at the, at the bottom. Do you have it open? Yes. Okay, so the question is, uh, Robs was the MVP of EPL season 10, but who was the MVP half a year ago at the season nine finals in France? A, device, B, Elige, or C, simple? I don't even remember. But you have I, six seconds, five. I, I pressed it, I pressed it. Okay. I have a memory like a goldfish sometimes. Okay, you, <laughs> but it was right. you both picked Elige, which is actually the correct Correct pick, so it's one one for for now. Can't be. Let's go on. Switch to who is the youngest Furia player? Art, Vinny, or Yuri? <laughs> oh, that's that's, that's a tough even ball. for me. Man. That's a curveball. <laughs> and you have the picture, so you can obviously see who is. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I'll try my best. Who's the one without facial hair? Literally, almost all of them. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm then gonna... you can add some like hints I... or maybe like fake hints. So you can, I, uh, I trust uh, my gut. Right, I'm just going to let Config run this one out. God damn. I probably messed up. Yeah. No, Twitch. Oh, you actually missed Twitch, Twitch cheddar. Uh, they are going on HLTV, these stunts. I was about to say, like, who was the hottest prospects from that team? Because that's usually tied in with age. Yeah. Almost. Okay. So two, one. Yeah, Twitch picked uh, Yuri, so they got it right. And uh, you picked, who did you pick? I Art. picked Ars. Yeah. He's the oldest. Art. Actually, one of the oldest, yeah. He's 23, I think the others are so, yeah. 20 and 21. What is the cheapest buy in the game? Is it A, <laughs> two flashes and R8, B, a Mac 10, or C, a sawed-off shotgun? And for some reason, there's a picture of Crims here with a knife. So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find anything better. You couldn't find uh, anything, but I was about to say, like, that, that actually requires work to not find anything. Like, I thought you actually looked for something less relevant. <laughs> it was just like, I was trying to find something. You could have just so picked both, JW anyway, both of you just because picked he picked so many different things. Yeah. And it's, and it's actually incorrect no because the, the R8 is $600. They put down the oh, price after yeah. the nerf. So it's a total of $1,000, max end is 1050 bucks. Who even plays with the R8? I think it's like uh, snacks and Alu was the were the only ones who to do it and even yeah, ever abandoned it. <laughs> Alu back in optics. So we're we're at one one two. Both of you missed this question. We're going into the fourth one. How many HLTV featured maps has Angel played for Hellraisers? So it's either eight hundred to a thousand, a thousand to a thousand two hundred, or at one thousand two hundred to. Yeah, these are questions you, like these are pretty hard to be honest. Like, are, are you guys hard, yeah. including one point six here? No, this is just CSGO. Okay, because that would have been so messed it, up it, if you it, did. It has to be this one. Like he's been there for so long. I will say that think about when Forest and Get Right, etc., hit a thousand. So Twitch chat went for B, <laughs> and it's actually C. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Let's go. Nice comeback. So Config got, got it correct too. It is about almost 1,300 matches played for Angel and Hellraisers, which is kind of insane. 2-2, two, two, not all tied up. We're halfway through. 
How do you feel? Do you feel like, are you in the zone right now? There's no pressure on me. Like you guys, you're so many and there's no pressure on me. And I'm, I'm about to beat you. I promise it. You're literally, you're 1v100. Yeah. He's clashing 1v100 right come now. Come at me, come at me. Do you add this stat to his stat page? On yeah, TV we later? will. I'll, oh, I'll, nice. I'll, I'll print it out as well. Hang okay. it on my wall. Which event has Astralis won? So any year or season of this of this event, E League, Premier, uh, Star Series, I League, or ESL One Cologne. So two out of the three, they did not win. Conflict <laughs> super serious at the moment. <laughs> no, did I press it? Yes, I did. So then, what what do you think? What what I think they've won? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm yeah I'm on the same same train as yeah. Twitch chat and HLT. so everyone's on the Elite Premier, which is actually correct. So good shit. I think the ESL one Cologne is pretty obvious that they didn't win. I think yeah, that's yeah. A, that yeah. was a big storyline. Yeah, that they I never won the ESL think one. They ever attend Star Series? Pretty much. Yeah, they attended like it's a long long time ago. They played Star Series. They have a lot of tournaments like coming up. I don't think they will waste the time on Star Series. They have to practice as well. Yeah. Three, three, let's go. In 2016, NIP won Star Series I League Season 2 with Michael Ellen. Who did they beat in the final? FaZe, G2, or SK? Did you play this event? Yeah, I think so. And this I was can... the one in the, the key of, uh, was it Palace of Arts, right? Yeah. yeah. You were there as well? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If I remember, I think it was like me and Red Eye and... Oh my god, else. I trusted my gut here. It's probably going to be wrong. Let's go. So Twitch chat picked G2. Yeah, I felt like it was G2. I felt like it was G2. Fuck, man. And it, it was G2. I thought, I thought for sure it wasn't G2. <laughs> Fuck, man. You lost to G2 in the semis, if I remember correctly. If I saw correctly, I don't remember anything. I just, I was browsing through the brackets recently. So Twitch chat, getting into the lead, going into the final couple of questions. Let's see what's next. At which event did Tyloo have their highest finish? Dreamhack Malmo 2016, I am Sydney 2018, or I am Be Beijing 2019? It's a bit of a curveball. Like these oh, are good questions. This week, it's pretty hard way. because I have two to choose. Like I was playing Malmo and I played Sydney. I think I played Sydney. No, I didn't. You didn't play this Sydney. <laughs> no, I played I the know. 17 Sydney. Oh, I did press. No, I pressed. I took C. I, I took C. I took C. I took C. Okay, you both took I am Beijing 2019, which is absolutely incorrect because they finished last at that event. Yeah, they were third to fourth at CAC, <laughs> and I am Sydney was their third to fourth place when they topped the group. Uh, and, Sydney was the Sydney. that was when they had two good events in a row, and everybody was thinking like Ty Lu's happening. Yeah, China number one. <laughs> <Rest finally. in peace. laughs> that was the event where Greyhound also broke out, and then like Renegades went to the playoffs for the first time, and that was like a lot of weird things happening there. And then Nifty Fifty, Mouse Sports, all of that stuff. Yeah, wasn't that yeah. also the the crazy best of five finals? Three O by phase uh, with a straws phase or what? Yeah, the yeah. closest three O of all time. Yeah, uh, just yeah. winning the winning the title there. That was nuts. Guardian MVP. Ooh. What was yeah, Conflict's that, that was highest like really rated big event? God, you do this on me? I can't even, I don't even know. Epicenter 2016, where you see him there with the MVP, EPL Season 5 Finals, or Dreamhack Malmo 2017. 
season five where we we came to the finals, yeah, and lost to G two, right? Yeah, we got raked. Oh my god! But look at the hair, though. The hair. Yeah, it has so long, bro. I'm. You look so time. young, man. You look so young. And now I'm just an old man. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> It's uh, so yeah, center. Twitch chat, pick Epicenter, and Config play, pick D Dream Pack Mamo, which is correct. And uh, also, super nice, I juked all of the Twitch chat with MVP pick. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> noob. Absolute noob. I think this is the last question, if I'm correct. Not, not the last question, we have two more. So, no, yeah, it should be over, continue. no? 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, ready. let's go. Oh. Complete the E-League Major 2018 QBF lineup. Boomich, Quick, Jemka, Valina, and Waylander, World Edit, or Waterfalls? Easy. <laughs> that is easy, pretty yeah. easy, yeah. The three WCIS players. I don't know. I think I, I got it right. I hope so. I think the chat will get this right. QBF is a fan favorite, right? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Both of you picked Waterfalls, which is also correct. So we're all tied at 5-5, five, five, and this is the last question, right? It's a, it's a special one. Special I can't one. choke this one. I can't choke this one. Ah, not like you choked this one in the game. Let's go. Which current Renegades player was a part of the Chiefs lineup that upset North at IM Sydney 2017? <laughs> Dexter this was Dick actually Faith. the worst time of my entire life, this tournament. <laughs> I actually felt like absolute shit after we lost. I just wanted to fly home, and I remember the flight home was like 27 hours or something like that. But I, I, I'm probably going to win this one, I hope, at least. Let's go, let's see. So you picked Dick Stacy, and they picked Inns, and they are correct. It was Inns. I... Also, Where did Dick Stacy play? Dick Stacy played in like some irrelevant team uh, that oh you never heard God, of. Oh my God, I thought I played against the big dick. <laughs> the big dick wasn't <laughs> there. It was just the small dicks and they were enough to beat you. As yeah, the... we had smaller dicks than them. Uh, you got the big dick from Twitch chat though. <laughs> yeah, they gave you the big one. So 6-5 for Twitch chat. You are not smarter than Twitch chat. How does that make you feel? Honestly, I don't know if I can finish the interview right now. I kind of want to go go home, go to bed right now. Feel like I, I feel like destroyed inside. How does this measure up with losing to Chiefs at I am Sydney? <laughs> it's, it's actually losing to Chiefs was actually way worse than this. <laughs> so I'll give it to you, Twitch, but Twitch chat, you won. I'll give you the win. Okay, so that was that from the from the from the quiz. We'll move on to the next uh, part of the show, which is the, the good and the bad, the ugly. We'll talk about EPL finals, break it down into different parts. So let's, let's roll with it. Okay, here we are. The EPL finals just finished. Before that, we had ECS, but that event kind of went as much as I, as expected as possible. Like I don't think we had such an expected outcome of an event for years. So 
not much to talk about there. We'll just move into the EPL finals uh, and break it down to the good, the bad, and the ugly. And starting with the good, I guess, at least this is kind of what I came up with, but you can add your, your thoughts as well. Uh, Mouse uh, adding spice to the top. Obviously, a team that was struggling for such a long time to actually break into the top 10. They're like 12th, 13th, and 9th, and stuff like that. And now they're here. They won two events in a row. They're contesting entering the Intel Grand Slam race. So what are what are your initial thoughts on, on Mouse Sports and seeing them win uh, twice in a row? Um, like, I feel like Mouse Sports have been been trying to be good. They've been practicing a lot. They've, I just think like the, the way they, like they have to win is to listen to Kerrigan and follow his leading. And then I heard, I, I heard something on YouTube, like the last rounds against Australis or those two or something like that, the last one. Yeah. And like, it feels like they have really good synergy in the team and they're like following this. Like, it just feels nice, like listening to like the comms in game and they have the players to be one of the best teams. They just needed to find the, the last 10% and they did that in EPL. And I think like it's, it's probably the biggest, uh, biggest achievement for, for Kerrigan in a long time. And I think he deserves it. Just talking about that clip, did, did everyone watch it here? Yeah. Did, yeah. But did, did, it, did that seem like kind of a chaotic communication at the same time? Like, it, in my opinion, like, I, I kind of under, like, I understood most of it, but it's sometimes it's like, I think everyone in just the moment stuff. for them, in the moment for them, I think it was perfectly fine. I think it just sounded that way because it was kind of hyped and not, not really um, in line with, with what was happening, whatever, in your head at the time. If you I, were listening to it while the round was going, actually going on, I think it would have been a little bit of a different feel. But I, I, think, thought, I thought it was fine. I think the first, uh, let's say, 15 to 20 seconds of the round was messy. Yeah, and then so. everything just kind of like slid into place. Because then he noticed that Kerrigan, like it's like when Kerrigan asked for Xbox smoke, then he asks, well, like when, then he like does the micromanagement for Frozen to, to start Maybe pushing it Maybe we could show the clip, by the way. And like like everything like outside of them being like guys guys we're so close we're so close I'm gonna pick B you're gonna pick long we're gonna yeah. pick everything <laughs> like out, after that like initial stage everything kind of settles into what I figure is mouse sports like standard communication level which is pretty pretty damn smooth like uh once uh, Kerrigan and, and Frozen uh, start pushing out towards long you can tell that Kerrigan just goes like. I need a smoke. He doesn't say where he needs to smoke. He doesn't seem like from whom. He just says, I need a smoke. And then smoke's flying, like from one person. Like it's not like a chaotic thing where everybody just chucks three smokes into cross or anything like that. They just have it pretty well thought out. Like it seems like they've gone through all of these things for it. Like it just seems well practiced. So uh, yeah, no, overall, pretty smooth and, and solid round, something that you would have expected out of a, a team like of that caliber. I personally yeah. liked how Kerrigan died, but you know, was still trying to keep everybody cold, keep everybody calm and stuff like that, you know, calling for smokes for the cross, like when device was in CT, Wait, was, stuff like that. Wasn't it one of you two who, who pointed out the the cheeky attempt at the, the flash assist? Yes. Yeah. It was, it was my, yeah, it was me. Yeah. Oh, yeah when, uh, what happened was actually like, uh, Zipnix, I think, threw a flash for Glaive on short, and Glaive swung out wide, got a kill on Kerrigan, and got traded by Woxic, I think. Classic, like, turning around for the flash with an op, no scoping the guy. And then they went for the long grab, and then they killed Zipnix over there, and uh, Kerrigan was like, there's another guy there, because Glaive flashed in, but he remembered wrong, because Glaive was the guy that got the kill, but... At the same time, he just said, like, oh, no, 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 forget it, because I get he just went on to tab, saw Glaive was dead, and figured out that he, he wasn't the guy throwing in the flash. 
But the thinking was that someone else threw the flash and someone else has to be on the A site, but it didn't, it, was, it didn't happen. But you obviously see that people do that in, uh, in matches nowadays. I mean, I, so, yeah. I think you could see you could see at the beginning of the round how kind of hyped they were that this was actually happening and stuff like that. But yeah, Wozniak's voice is okay. like like trembling almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Like we were doing this, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, it's, I think it, it's nice for people to see if they. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I'll link it up if it's the whatever you posted, right? Yeah. Or put like, put the audio in. We'll just road. like shut oh, up for a minute so we can for people on the on the audio they can listen to it. I'll kill the podcast version. Hold lower, be careful. I'm walking in in case they fell Nice, nice. Just chill, just chill. They both should be. They could go lower now. They could have climbed lower, right? Make it see people. Yeah. Can you smoke Xbox on? Yeah. I will do it. Okay. Holding short. Xbox smoke fire. One, one guy B. We're gonna split A, okay? Me and Chris, yeah, me and Chris Boxic uh, uh, short. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me go along with David. Okay, good. Robin, take the bomb. Yeah. Can you uh, go slowly short? Like by now, it's fine. Flash mid, flash mid maybe. CJ, but he might be flashing mid. Yeah. Gonna flash above mid. Uh, yeah, I think you should go in first, yeah, because you're a long player. Nobody short. Okay, yeah. it kills you. Let's take short here. I'm blind. Piercing. Dead, dead. I killed him. Go long, goes. Man, they flash. They plug your short. Just rush. They're rushing out. They're They survive. Bring along also. Really? Keep going, David. Push. One more A. Clay flashed. No, wait. We have smoke, boys. Smoke, bro. I don't have. Close. I have. I have. I have. Robin's coming. Just wait. One guy mid. Chill. Don't walk it. You. Fine. Fine. Only side. Dead mid. Flashing. That's all day. Just come, boys. 30 seconds. I'm flashing one CT. Let's cross. That is around. Uh, actually, just super cool that we actually get to see these things in general. I think it's amazing. And also, the glaive, the glaive reaction after that was super intense. And it's too bad they didn't the catch thing it here. I'm kind of surprised. What'd you say? Uh, it's too bad they didn't catch it in this uh, in this replay. You know, like that it didn't cut to glaives like two seconds earlier because it was just before like he got yeah. up and stuff like that destroyed the desk. Yeah. But yeah, so do we think that Mouse Mouse is gonna keep this up? Become like they're they're gonna stay a top five team. We can yay or nay this quickly. And uh... Uh, okay, fuck. I, I don't know why. I I'm very on the edge right here. I was too, but so who are you? Gonna, let's go with Conflict. What do you? Think? Uh, I picked yay because. I feel like when Kerrigan is on a team and when he gets them to the top, they're going to stay there for a long time. We've seen it with FaZe, we've seen it with Astralis. But they're not going to be the best team in the world, but they're going to stay in the top. So I think Kerrigan is going to do the same with this team. Like They have the players to make it. They have Wokshik, who is like probably the best uh, high sensitivity, insane jumping around AWP you've seen. And he can use, even use AK and everything else, like pistols. He's a real good pistol player as well. And they have Frozen. And Chris J, apparently, like he... Uh, he became a god again somehow. Uh, I want to. I want to know his secret. Um, and I feel like the team is just. It's working really well, and it feels like everyone is trusting the system. And I feel. I feel like that's Kerrigan's biggest problem when when players don't trust his system. I personally, I said no because just generally because of how 
it's kind of reliant on whether Frozen and Chris J are on. Because those two tend to be a little bit hit or miss, especially Frozen. But even Chris J, with Chris J, it happens where he goes a little bit offline. And then like in the next map, he has like 25 kills and just like keeps entering sites and, and getting like multiple kills and, and giving them rounds like on his own and stuff like that. I think they're a little bit too volatile to stay where they are right now. I'm not sure if the, the, the confidence is going to make a difference at this point. Maybe it will. Maybe they'll just do this both Frozen and, and well, especially Frozen. Because I think he's been missing some some confidence for sure. Just because of how kind of up and down he he tends to be, so hopefully he's gonna he's gonna step it up. But uh, unless that happens, I don't think they will win too many more tournaments. I do think they will stay or keep being this like upset team that's gonna be able to maybe like take a title one out of ten tournaments or something like that or come close. I'm not necessarily seeing them as a as a consistent like title contender. So I'm I'm really curious actually to see that you're going with the thumbs down strike here because if I remember correctly, you have a certain bet I know, going on. I know. I'm not I'm not what, wouldn't this, with... this be your one chance to get look, this I'm right? Not, look, whatever I say here is not gonna make a difference whether they do it no. or not, right? That's <laughs> yeah, so no, that doesn't really matter. Does I'm it? really curious. He, does, he doesn't get the mostly investment thousand euro bets against Spider. I'm just right. really curious about what European line look, you're waiting for. Look, I want Somebody to do it, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily mouse sports. I have time. Like, isn't this new, one of the best European chances lineups? you can get? It has to be, like, isn't it? Like, it's this and OG, right? More or less. I mean, there's phase also. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, well how, about, how about complexity? Well, complexity is going to show it soon. 2020, boys. Look, um, yeah, yeah, complexity does qualify. It does three different nationalities that qualifies. Yeah, just, yeah. To, just to recap for people that don't know about the thing, it's... Uh, Thousand euro bet between Pimp, Striker on one side and Sponge on the other side, where Sponge said no international lineup, like multinational speaking. There's like a couple of details, so don't take it like three nationalities. I think it has to be in. It has to be like not speaking the same language and stuff, like like the mother tongue. Uh, Sponge said like there no no team from an international base is not going to be top three for six months consistently, and the other guys have the. Have the other side for the next what five the, years? The other guys are three crazy. Years. It's pretty I much what we came down to. Crazy, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what there. Striker and Pimp has been doing, but it's. Uh, I mean, I guess they just don't value money. That's but you're saying you're saying we're not gonna we're not gonna get. This. <laughs> God no! I said that during the podcast when you made the bet as well. Like I wanted to the jump fuck? on Chad's side so badly. Holy hell! Because you have the same arguments, or. Uh, as Chad? Yeah, no, pretty much. Like I, I don't see okay. it happening. But the fact, uh, well, it already happened. How can it? How could it not happen? Like we haven't seen it, that much. Because it needs move. to happen over the course of six months in today's. I mean, it age. happened once in CS:GO with Faze. Yeah, and, and, and it's happened and at once the time, in CS and pretty much. Well, yes, but at the time they were basically the only team that qualified, like on a consistent basis. Okay, Mouse Sports maybe later. No, 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 they were later. But I, they're I'm, the only team that basically qualified that were like closer to the top that could have made it. I'm you guessing know, coffee is on the side of this is going to happen, I feel. Of course. Like. <laughs> That's what I've invested myself into a little bit. You kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think you invested more than a thousand euros. I actually invested my entire life and, uh, and I hope it's going to be, it's going to go, it's going to go good for us. Like it feels, it feels like for every team that speaks a different language than the mother tongue, like you see Astralis and you see Liquid as well, and EG, they have Cirque, but they, it's only one player. Like it's not a lot of players that have to change. And 
And like I, I just, I just hope it's gonna work, man. It, I, it's so hard for me as well to speak English while we're playing because you think in your mother language, like I, I think in Danish, and yeah. I had to translate it in my head a little bit to say it to the other players in the team. So that's probably the hardest part. And and communication, some things get get lost in translation as well, and that's just how it is. From But from I personal think... experience, though, that's gonna go away. Though, like I, the more I got used to talking in English, the more I started even thinking in English. Even like in yeah. my daily life, here when, when I come back to the, from an event, the first two days, I'm still like thinking in English. So I'm, I'm now thinking in English 24/7. Literally, I don't I don't think in Czech anymore. Not not even when I'm at home or anything. Like I don't unless I'm talking to somebody in Czech. I am like I'm not thinking in it. So that's that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's why I also think that the whole like you can never get used to talking your second language like properly. That's just so much bullshit for me. Just because. I've been doing it for like seven years, even before I started working with HLTV and, and speaking English more than Czech. So that's that's why I'm thinking like that but, cannot but then, be such then an let's issue. Say, then let's say um, we have a person on our team. We have me, we have Blame, and then we have two sure. American people. And we are three people that has to change our mother tongue into English. And we want to speed it up as fast as possible because when we start playing tournaments, then you're going to notice if we mess up communication-wise. Sure. And that's not what we want. So I want the quick fix to do it. And I, I want, I'm gonna say yes to getting educated in English in America, uh, like one or two days a week, just to become better at speaking English and uh, communicate and express myself when we're having team talks. Because sometimes it can be pretty hard for me to to talk about to talk in English and express the exact feelings that I have in my body. But in Danish, it's so easy to just say it out loud. But you have yeah. to think about it when, uh, like I'm doing here as well. It's it's hard a little bit sometimes to to express what I'm thinking 100%. And that's what there's we want a, to do in our team. There's a question in chat from the Huben plays. He says, "Do you and Blame speak Danish when you're like in a two VX situation, like the G2 guys do?" Uh, we tried doing it, but I think it's better if we if we don't do it. Like me and me and Blame, we understand each other in Danish and in English, so it's pretty good. There's no miscommunication. But we it depends on the situation. Like we did it once or twice in practice, and we haven't. We just speak English most of the time. And we, if we are playing sites together, then we speak English English as well. I have another question, completely off topic, but I have to ask you. Obviously, living in Texas now, are you gonna buy like a massive pickup truck and add like bullhorns to the front? <laughs> I'm gonna drive around with a Trump flag on the back. No, yeah, I don't know. the cap I, as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna make complexity great, like uh, Glaive made uh, Astralis great. No, <laughs> I, I'll I'll keep uh, keep buying German cars. That's the only real thing to do. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Not sure how the complexity guys are gonna be agreeing with that. <laughs> like, best of luck. Thank you. Uh, so we kind of went over mouse uh, in general. Uh, so I guess we can move on to the other teams that kind of. The other teams that did well, I guess, like Fnatic did well, but that is also their level that they have right now. So I don't think it's a big surprise, even though the, the thing that we can touch on just about Fnatic is their kind of lack of big players, like big star performances right now. I think at this event we saw Brolin, and then outside of that it was kind of kind of weak. What about Record Breaker Crims? Yeah, what? you had like a half. Yeah, a game record or two. He had, he had a, and then the la the second map, he, the third map, he bottom fragged, if I remember correctly. So oh, there's not a, like an additional like consistent star performance. Is that, do you think that that is a worrying thing for for Fnatic, or is it not even a thing? I think that's a fluke more than I think that's more just like happenstance. Crims is 
for the better part of it, been a super consistent performer. Um, I think that the only really worrying thing for me is uh, one of the players that came into the tournament with a bit of an upward trajectory was JW, and he had a bad event. A really bad event to start with. He kind of salvaged it towards the end with a couple of good maps, but that was more of a worry for me than anything else, really. But I, I don't think like long term that's a significant issue for uh, for a fanatic to to worry about, really. I think they have other issues that they need to address. Like? I mean, Oof. have you looked at their CT side on Inferno? Yeah, it's been been troubles there. Yeah, there's been real bad. Of some maps, like in the, and the final was kind of weird. Like overall, it just didn't feel oh, like the same team we saw. Uh, I'm going to say this because uh, like it kind of tags along with the mouse sports topic as well. Um, I think in 9 out of 10 instances, Miles Sports never make it to the finals. And in 9 out of 10 instances where they do make it to the finals, Fnatic play way, way, way better than what they did. Uh, that finals was... I mean, again, this is not to take anything away from, from uh, Miles Sports. And I think it's incredible what Kerrigan's been able to do with that lineup. And again, it's just testament to how good of an in-game leader he is. And also, obviously, how good the four other uh, players are. But I think 100% Astralis should have won us too. Like, there's no way they should yep. throw away a 14 to 8 lead in the fashion they did. And I think that's why you see Glaive just smashing the table to bits and pieces. That's very unastralis like, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't but, know. I but like there's also that device device round when he tried to knife. That, that was so uh, weird yeah. to me. That oh, yeah. was, like that was also very unastralis like from them. Yeah, a lot true. of things were very unastralis like, because you could see them kind of like, they would get double entries on in one round and start like goading the crowd being like yeah yeah we're doing this so we're gonna become more showmen than actual players in the game and obviously that comes back to by which i love by the way and yeah, i'm no, it's cool as, very it's def cool defending fuck, of, it, of that but it looks really really dumb when you then throw a 14-8 <laughs> lead right like that's yeah. uh that's kind of conflict knows all, all knows about that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, we've been losing sometimes and i've been talking some smack before and lost against kenny that was probably <laughs> the worst one that ever happened but i feel it's i i like it when people are like uh hyping the crowd up and shit like that and yelling and so on but uh don't lose after you do it honestly it's the worst thing i've tried it myself <laughs> Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. So it's too bad. We, it's too bad you were losing after that because I was so fresh. <laughs> I was just. I, I felt I, when we when we came to the finals against G two there. I was just like, bro, we got this. I'll and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm fuck gonna say I'll fuck Kenny, Kenny up. <laughs> and then he fucked me up. I was like, fuck. I got <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it was the worst feeling in the world. But man, sometimes you win some, you lose some, and we haven't won in a while. But uh, we will change that in complexity. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the some of the bad things which uh, I li lined out like EG, G2, and Phase. I think all of them in their own ways have disappointed at this event. G2 man, are just like in pure G2 fashion, they fucking almost beat Astros and then they just turn <laughs> back. That's the most G2 thing I've ever seen. Man. Can we add Team Liquid onto that list if you're gonna add EG? Just because of like uh, the way they went out of the tournament, because both EG and Team Liquid completely shot their bed. True. No, I shot the bed in Fair. their quarterfinals. Fair. So. Fair. Do you want to take it with uh, with Liquid then? I mean, it's just like it's pretty much like a carbon copy of what we saw out of EG. Just individuals just not being present. I think we had, well, yeah, pretty much nobody from from Liquid doing much of anything. It's Elise. Cool. And that's that was it. That was the quarterfinals. Uh. Just 
wasn't really too much to talk about in that sense, which is really disappointing compared to what we'd seen. Again, like you have a close bout for, I guess, your group victory, if you want to call it that, group stage victory, if you can call that with yeah. the system they have in, in EPL. Uh, and then you just show up as a completely different team the, the next uh, next day. So that was really disappointing for me. And the same thing happened with EG. And I guess EG is kind of, it, well, it made even more evident by the fact that they go out, obviously, in a 16-0 fashion on, on Nuke. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, you Absolutely. had? Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's... Yeah. I kind of like just wiped it out of my memory. It was a super well, fast map. So it was. Actually, it just, to, just to briefly touch back on, on Mouseport, this is something that I, I wrote together. I wrote uh, what we learned today from the two last events, CCS and EPL. And like when I was looking through Mouseport's run, they had like so many fucking huge streaks. Like something like eight huge streaks on like the different maps against Liquid, they turned on like a three seven on Vertigo to like a sixteen twelve, and then they almost came back on that dust two in that same series from like four eleven down, made it to fourteen rounds. They had that sixteen zero streak on Nuke, like ten one and ten two in the grand final against Snatic. Like the the amount 14, of eight, long streaks. Come back on the last oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the did, long streaks, they had the pretty fucking insane. Just they, notes. They kind of did the same thing in the finals as well, though. Like if you consider the first yeah. two maps start out with nine six leads for Fnatic, right? From that point on, it was like one or two rounds for Fnatic, but it was just like it was very evident that it was Malsports all the way. Yep. So yeah. So yeah, the EG thing is also. From, from what I was looking at the stats and like kind of the correlation, it's like EG and Breezy. You can directly see a co like correlation between if Breezy does well, EG are going to do well at an event. If he's not there, it's just like not, it's not going to happen. Do we and other, other players can actually show up. Like Ethan have a good tournament, but if Breezy doesn't have a good tournament, it's not going to be an EG tournament. And that's, that's it. Do we give them the benefit of the doubt? Or like, do we say fatigue is a real issue for them? Like, I think it is. Uh, well, what, they play is, fucking it, eight events. They well, played, played what eight was events it, like since 25, 25 events in 2019 offline events? Um, I can check that, but they had eight since joining EG two and a half months which, ago. Yeah, which is insane. And that's, that's like not sick. that's not like seven events in the US and then one in EU. No, that's no, literally that's, just no, they did like Malmo, one event in China, back go back, go back to China. No, look, that, yeah. I'll just run through it, right? New York, Malmo, Americas, which is Los Angeles, um, Star Series, that's uh, Belek, Beijing, CAC. <laughs> ECS, which is Dallas, and then EPL Europe. Literally, they went like across continents every single time. <laughs> and some some of these had really really short time spans, like uh, the yeah, New like York Malmo one was yeah. ECS, directly EPL as well. ECS, from prize ceremony to flight, and same thing with Dallas, right, more or less. Or is that just for the final, like Astralis Liquid? It's twenty five events, by the way. You're right. It was yeah, because that's that's absolutely events. that's insane. Like that's. That and they're not even done. Possible. They have epicenter. Right? No, they have epicenter coming up in six like yeah. days. Yeah. Which is Holy shit! Because that's the thing. Okay, uh, just slight rant here. Uh, I know, like, for a fact that most of these top teams at this stage have pretty well significant freedom of choice in terms of what tournaments they attend. And fair enough, you do get invites uh, a significant amount, uh, you know, time ahead of the of the actual tournament, but how do you end up complaining on social media about? Yeah, yeah, yeah how many tournaments you're attending and how it's too much and the schedules yada 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 when you've got to 25 tournaments in a year <laughs> in addition to ending it you're going home on the 23rd like i'm at the same time something sacred right like al allegedly they moved to eg for like massive paychecks and then you move to eg for a massive paycheck you just sign for them no one cares that you did like 
18 events in NRG before this. This is a new company. You have to like, represent this brand but for the, the rest thing. of the year. And then it's like, okay, you were invited to nine events. You, you're going to all nine events. But so, that's so here's, well, so this is the thing, right? Because that's that was my initial reaction. It's like, well, you know, some organizations are literally just going to force their players to go to events for whatever sponsorship obligations or yada, yada, what have you, right? But more, that's more of a thing of the past from what I understood just recently talking to, to people. I'm not sure if the like if conflict could probably uh, elaborate on this, that there's a lot more freedom amongst players to actually pick and choose what events they go to. Like they're actually allowed to turn down invites and that kind of thing because organizations as well realize that it's much better to have an actually rested team that can perform well rather than a team that just kind of slogs through and shows up on a you know roster list for a tournament. They'd rather have a team that shows up every other tournament and then actually competes to win. So yeah, I think that's I think next year is when EG realizes this. I don't think this is going to continue because they I, like I, up, yeah, up until now, basically up until this year, they've been kind of fighting for that top, like for that like consistent invite list, basically. And now that they've gotten there, I think they'll they'll just realize. I mean, they, they got there like it. six months ago, but I think sure, this is also I mean, they, like an EG New York thing. Yeah. But yeah. What yeah. what do you say, conflict? Like, what is your experience from? Like, like dealing yeah. with orgs and like skipping events and maybe maybe you weren't in the position to skip so many events in the last couple of months, years. We but uh, still we made a mistake in the beginning when we played in Dignitas in North, then we were on the road for thirty seven days or something like that. We went home oh. one one day at all. And we just won Ipis and uh, something. We just won a tournament back then. And then we were traveling so much that when we lost the tournament, we had to go to another tournament. And then we lost that one and we had to go to another one. So we just kind of destroyed ourselves. The confident went away and we didn't really want to play the tournament. You kind of just wanted to go home. When you when you went out of tournament, you had to stay there for four or five days and you couldn't practice because there weren't no practice PCs. So you didn't get the, the good practice as you do when you sit at home or uh, when you are in America. And I just think like people underestimate like practice because when you go to tournaments, you can't really figure out new stuff. You can steal from other teams, but if you want to come prepared with the new stuff yourself, like something that no one has seen before, then you got to sit down on the server, everyone, and you got to talk about it. And I don't think people do that when they're on the run. Like EG was through so many tournaments. They probably had a stress day, uh, like a, a stress month. But they, when they went home for tournaments, they probably didn't sit down and play right the day after. They probably had some free days and some days off. And I think that kind of destroyed their momentum uh, a little bit. Let's uh, go into the last topic. We'll probably run out of time, so someone's going to be using the overtime if you want to discuss this in depth. But the, the ugly part is kind of the Danes disappointing on home soil. And uh, Heroic kind of played okay. I think we can kind of let them through. But North has been struggling for quite some time now. And then uh, again, Australis had it in the bag and didn't make it to the final even. So what do we what do we think about this? Is there like a like a anti home soil Denmark thing going on? Yeah, I think so. Like we did the same when we played in North at Blast. We got wrecked, uh, and I got wrecked in all at all uh, against all of Meister in an aim duel, which should never have happened in my entire <laughs> career. Um, and I just feel like I I think Astralis is kind of nervous when they're playing home soil because they want to do so good. There's so many people watching. They're probably doing some media stuff and hyping it up so bad that. They are kind of expected to win. I don't. I, I don't feel like Astralis is ever expecting themselves to win at like tournaments where they are not in Denmark. I feel like they're taking one one map at a time against the teams and kind of 
Uh, if they go to the final, then they're going to take the final and win it. But I think like in in ESL Pro League, they were kind of expected to win the final. They thought that they would win this tournament. They thought they had it. But when they lost, you saw Glaive, like he was he was full tilt. And I feel like that's a, that's a thing that happens for all the Danish teams. Um, Heroic, North, uh, even me when I was in North before. Uh, that's just how it is, apparently. I don't know. I, I don't have the, fi- the solution for it, but I hope that the pressure disappears from the shoulders of the players and they don't take it that hard, the, the loss. But I don't know, man. North, they've been looking really bad for quite some time, right? And I don't think it's the right choice to make Gate the in-game leader. I think someone else should, should do it. I think that's the total, totally wrong approach. And I don't know what they're thinking, but I hope it's going to be better for them. So bring back MSL is what you're saying? I that's probably gonna make them a lot better to be honest, like team wise and and I also think like it's gonna make the the like Kyabu a Cajun B and if if he wants to op then Yugi is going out. If he wants to Inka leap with AK then Gate is probably going out. And I think like all of the players are gonna be better individually, but I MSL opping like Yugi is probably the better individual opper, but he's also been whiffing some shots for a really long time now. And he hasn't hit the heroic skill ceiling as he had before. So, like, they, they probably should go for MSL if, but I, I don't know if he's going or not. If he wants to go, that's probably the, the thing. Like, if we're doing, like, a award season eventually, since it's nearing the end of the year, and we're talking about, obviously, we talked about Cloud9 being, like, the most mismanaged team. Uh, can we nominate North for that? Is that possible? Uh, I think so. Kind of. Uh, I mean, so do, do you want to discuss this? You have awesome. to call the overtime. No, which no I, I don't want to spend time talking about North, honestly. Like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's forget about North. Okay, I mean, that that's what we have to talk about. I guess Heroic is still like a touch and go and see what, what they can figure out there. This. I mean, they almost took uh, the ball with Fnatic, right? They almost yeah, took no, the Fnatic. Heroic too. actually played well. They just had rough draws. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're on a good track. Heroic oh. is the second best team right now. In the world. <laughs> Second best Danish team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next topic is going to be also tied into Denmark, and uh, this is going to be into the Danish crowd. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, crowd cheating and the uh, and the noise cancellation and what 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 we are going to do. So the next part is the devil's advocate, and uh, let's roll with that one. <laughs> So let's go. Obviously, very hot topic these, these days. Uh, we saw that it was a semifinal. There's a situation where Zipnix was looking up for a boost and the, and the connector and overpass. He kind of looked one way, the crowd reacted, then he looked another way, and then he looked back. And people were like, okay, what, what is going on? The crowd is kind of telling him what's going on. So we're going to be talking about, do we need to bring back booths and talk about the whole, whole situation in general? But for this topic, we're going to pick uh, Vendetta did volunteer to be the devil's advocate and take the route of no boots. We're going, we're <laughs> staying as we are. And then the rest of us are going to fight for the for the other side. At least we'll, we'll try with some reasonable arguments. So let's just start up with like, does someone want to recap what happened and uh, what the issue was? Well, well I mean, just well. generally, just generally the, the big, the big issue that people talk about doesn't even matter what really happened at EPL um, particularly because it just keeps happening. Uh, at every event, it was just a little bit more obvious at this one that, like, pe- 
players obviously are able to pick up some tells, like, you know, trying to spam walls or even like just looking at walls and stuff like that and like trying to get a reaction if they know the camera's on them or like if they're in a 1v2 or something, like they can try and work off that. 1v1, especially like if somebody's defusing, you know, like it's a player is, uh, the crowd is making a noise and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of tells that you can pick up off the crowd even without looking at them just from the noise itself. So that's basically the problem, right? So config, as someone that actually is currently still at least somewhat good in CS, uh, <laughs> not unlike Vendetta Jesus. and Striker and me, obviously. What is what is your experience from playing on these in the, in the booths and not in the booths and stuff like that? Do you do you use like some of these tricks that we see uh, people people use in, uh, in uh, games? I hope I don't get banned right now, but I I usually like hate shit. To listen, if they look at my HE, I know I'm hitting someone with the HE and then I'm calling one guy over to me. Where If I'm playing a side alone, then I'm saying, yo, come and help, they're here, they're coming soon, they're setting up for grenades. Or if you're flashing somewhere and you can hear in the speakers that the flash explodes, then you know that they're blind and you know that someone is near you. So you use it to your advantage all the time. And I think like when you're sitting at home, you can't use it, and I don't think it should be a, a possible thing to use at tournaments as well. Like giving an indicator, like you see shocks and all these type of players, even myself, shaking the aim at the wall, spamming sometimes. And if the crowd says, yeah, then you know, bro, he's right here and I'm going to yeah. shoot him in the head through the wall. And I don't think that should be an option in Counter-Strike. Honestly, I think that's messed up. And also, like, uh, um, there was like a tournament where someone was like yelling A, B, A, B all the time. That should be like, if you're doing that kind of shit, fucking leave, bro. Get out of here, honestly. And I think like it, it's it's going to be removed if everyone had booths with, where the glass is like black on your side. So you can't see out, but they can see in. That would be the perfect solution. But it does it removes some kind of player thing. Like you don't feel, feel the players as much as you do when we're sitting at the disc and you can see every movement. It, we're going to be boxed in, of course. And that's the only problem I have with it. Did you play like what kind of boost did you play in? Like, what is your experience of, of boost? Did, did you get anything through still, even though you had boosts in uh, in some at some events? Like Dreamhack, I mean, it's the only one basically. Star Series also had them in uh, oh, yeah, at events, true. and I don't know. But they weren't PGL, they were in the PGL Major in Krakow. You played. They were in Soundproof, yeah. none of them, as far as I remember. Well, the Minsk one, weren't they Soundproof? Uh, I think we played like DreamHack tournaments and we played the ECS as well in the booths, but they were in the crowd because we lost. That wasn't that good. Um, but like just the, the booth at, um, ooh, who was it? I think it, it was, uh, it, we, we haven't played in booths in America because there's a fire code or something like that. So we yeah, yeah, that also depends on like which, which state it is and which city it is. It's super complicated. Yeah, yeah so that's a, that's a problem can. as well. But I just feel like the booths are better like, totally 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 better because you can you can hear claps you can hear everything like i was sitting at blast right and i was sitting next to the confetti fucking explosion and when someone we were playing i was playing against olof and then the confetti fired up and i got this biggest shock out of my entire life i thought i got killed at the tournament and the same thing happened i am katerichi i was standing behind that fucking fire shit and it fucking blew up and i i was like touching my back of my head because I, it it smelled burned i was like Bro, this guy just fucking burned my hair off. <laughs> Am I bald? Do you have a bald spot? Like, I, f I think boosts are the most safest choice. That's 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 my mostly opinion. because of the confetti and the fire. Yeah, I don't want to die. I don't want to sit to play video games and die. That's that's not what I'm, not what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here to play and win, bro. <laughs> okay, so 
what what do you say then? What what is the what is the issue with uh, with Booths? Uh, Why? Okay. So uh, but straight off the bat, uh, the fact that Booths. Uh, well, okay, so we we could go with the 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 obvious one, which is fan interaction, right? The the fact that one of the very unique things, and this is again to help out TOs, because one of the things that TOs want to promote to whenever you know linear media uh, they're trying to to sell rights to or trying to promote esports for it's. The, the kind of like the connectivity that you have between the, uh, the actual players, the professional players and the fans, the people in the arena, people at home. The fact that it it's not such a like a segregated thing where you have seen Messi from, you know, play at Camp Nou for from about, you know, 200 meters distance because you're stuck in the nosebleeds. Here you actually get the chance to shake the hands of config once he's done with this game because you're you know you can actually move forward to the stage and you know they're actually going to be walking about over there um well if you're in a booth you're actually just going to be guided by some tournament admin into the booth from the backstage area and then guided out of it and the fans actually never actually well get to see or interact with you in any sort of way uh i think it uh a lot of that comes down to the fact that yeah, you're trying to you're trying to sell an experience, and that becomes really hard, especially if you have like the ultimate setup, which Config mentions. It's like it's uh, these um, I guess it's two way mirrors, right? Like or yeah, one sided mirrors uh, that have basically not allowing the players to look out, but only the players or fans to look in. You're not ever going to get a reaction out of the teams in the same kind of fashion as you do, like for for instance, this weekend, right? You're not going to get. Kerrigan looking like he's, you know, trying to be the gladiator uh, at one point and having Rajin pipe him up in the background because they're just going to be sitting in their booth having no idea what's going on in the outside, just being like giving each other fist bumps going on about their day, which is not engaging whatsoever. So I think like from a tournament point of view, to sell a product and, and to sell like an experience for the people coming to the arena who actually spend money on tickets and maybe, you know, flights, hotels and, and all that kind of stuff. It, it takes away a lot from from the whole experience. Like you might as well watch it home at that point because what's the difference? You have about as much connection with the pro players as you would from you know a Twitch stream. But the problem is with this. I'm gonna counter that because problem is what you're with what you're saying is this is gonna go away eventually, no matter if the booths are gonna be brought in or not, just because of the security at events that has been going up almost like every single year, like. People are have a lot less access, or at least a lot, lot less events. They have access to the players. Like, well, I mean, it doesn't like every, you, you every still, tournament have walk-ins nowadays. You have walk-ins, yeah, and you, I mean, yeah. you well, still that's lose, go away though. I think, you still lose point. the visual interaction between fans and and uh, and players. So let's say Config wins out a one v five. They're just hype as shit. Does the craziest sequence of kills you've ever seen in, in Counter Strike, and he sees the reaction of the crowd. Fuck, yeah, he's gonna get excited about that. If he looks in, look. Right if in he's front gonna win a one v five, he's gonna be excited. No yeah, matter. I'm what. just gonna. I'm walking out the fucking door of the booth. Fucking yeah. <laughs> but, but see, Maybe like, we need to. We, we need to allow that between rounds. People can go go out of the booth. Yeah. Woo! So, so right, this, like the thing is, like, if he's just looking into a like black mirror or whatever you have it, you know, in front of you, it's just like that's not gonna instigate any sort of emotion. Like he's gonna get hyped amongst his teammates, but look. Like think about how much cooler that moment is if he gets to interact with the crowd, play off of the fact that they're hyped as shit. Or if he's playing in hostile territory, let's say he's playing in France and he just beat the shit out of G2 or you know Vitality, and then he gets to feed off the fact that the crowd is hating on him. You know, like all those kind of things. Those those 
things disappear completely, which is a big shame. And then obviously you have the logistic part of it, which is uh, what uh, the, you know, you guys already mentioned the fact that just fire codes are, I think mo in most places where there's actually viable tournament spots, I guess, or where it's, you know, possible to have big Counter-Strike tournaments, they're not going to allow these kind of booths to, uh, to just be in use. That's just how it is. So you can't have it where you lock people in booths. I think it's better to find like a, a set way of doing it. So you do it equally for, for most tournaments instead of just having every time you go to America, it's, you know, free, free season. Like everybody can do whatever they want because they don't have booths. And then you go back to certain places in Europe and then you have booths. So you think you need to stick with one thing and just make it a norm out of it. And from a TO point of view, if the crowd is, again, doing, uh, you know, making noises or, or giving away information, then you have to police the crowd and the people who are actually. Um, but it's uh, impossible actually, in a lot of situations. Uh, man. Yeah, like I don't it's think too much, it too away. big of a reaction a lot of the time. I mean, again, you can try. And sure. I don't think there's been in any concerted effort from TOs to actually try to, to do anything about it. I'm not sure like... if the, like the crowd is, the problem is, like it sounds like a one big eruption, right? Like, but it's obviously like individual people just going, oh, and then obviously when 10,000 people do the same thing, like it, it erupts, right? But I, like you can't stop those reactions. Like you can't tell them, oh, don't don't react if you see a play happen, no, you know? It's impossible. But I also think like in those situations, like with the Sibnix thing, it's also a case where one player is onto something, nine others are just perpetually confused. Yeah, that is, that is <laughs> because especially it's like, if it's a one v one and one is sticking the the bomb in the smoke. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, like that. That's a, that's a, like a very unique experience. Or like to be honest, scenario. like smoke diffusing is so bullshit. So in a way, I'm happy you can't do it on land. I mean, you can do it, but it's much harder than than it should. As it actually should be. Like <laughs> just going up. Like you're in a one v one. This guy like makes a, the best positioning. Goes into like some weird position you would never expect him to be. You come in, you throw the smoke, and you go full defuse, and he has to give up the position. Like that part of a one v one is bullshit, in my opinion. So the fact that you can't do it in a way, I'm pro that. So I'm just joining the vendetta guard here. Since yeah. So we have two devils now. <laughs> also, also the thing is, I think uh, what what striker is going to say his next argument is like there's ten thousand ways people can actually cheat if they actually want to cheat. Like having people in the in the crowd do like signs that are not obviously A or B signs, but like. I don't know, whatever, and they can flip them, they can have all of these signs. And then you have to do the, the black screen so you can't look outside. Yep. And then even if you have the best soundproof booth, then it also has to be like anti-vibration because people start like clapping and stuff, and that is going to be felt through the, through well, the floor. I mean, that's and a little bit different. It is, but I'll see, let's see these one, like people want to say that, that crowd should not be able to affect, like it, it is... The only way you can have it like completely separated is to actually just like remove the people from the stage and put them backstage. And then that's that's an absolute ridiculous thing. Then what what is the, even the point of the whole arena? People just watching on a screen. Sure. I mean, yes, you get the like the fan interaction, but it's not actually interacting with the people playing. So you have to draw a line somewhere where you allow like some degree of like crowd cheating, let's say. It's always gonna happen if you want to have people on the stage or you're going to have like some like ridiculous super expensive booths traveling around the world every week or two weeks which are super expensive to put together to assemble you need like specialized people and stuff like that so that that is like the level of that is kind of insane for me that i don't think that's going to happen like ever 
Not 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 in the not in the current state of CS. Not with like you know ten different organizers. You know, putting together thirty big events in a year or whatever yeah. the number is. That's not that's obviously not going to happen anytime soon. But you know, as as we kind of probably like turn towards a more um, like two organ one organizer type thing, like that's probably going to be a more realistic. But I I agree with all of that. Obviously, the the technical side of it is the most difficult one. Um, you can always try, you know. You you can't really tell how much the fans will actually like see this as a as a as an invasion to to the to their access to the players and stuff. If it's only like clear clear booths and you can still see the players, maybe they can't but, see but then you. Those are, you can they, see them, right? I doubt that those like clear booths are super soundproof though, because of the things that we had Look, at the, the Berlin Major, they still had like soundproof, uh, like the Bose. Yeah, no, those yeah. So th those are just like booths, but not actual soundproof. No, 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 no. Well, that depends. Like if you've watched the uh, the TIs, those those have very, very clear ones, and they are soundproof. They use just normal. Well, do you say that? But like, there's been multiple. Well, Denti has said that multiple occasions they could just hear the crowd easily, even okay. through those soundproof booths. So they also, just like, make I... the perfect headset. If they make the perfect headset, then it would be fine. Then we don't need booths. We need some sick noise cancellation. But isn't I mean, the microphone the actual problem. problem, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can, bit, well, I mean, that's because, like, what, gaming headset microphones are absolute garbage. So if you, again, if you're going to make the best noise-canceling headset of all time, you might as well, you know, swing on a little bit more than, you know, first price level of Yeah, I know a lot of, like, microphone. I think at DCS, people are also complaining about the, about the microphone on the headset, even though it's, like, a noise-canceling headset, so it's a specialized thing. But the microphone on it was apparently super shit. So oh yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really like how it basic. is at every yeah. every single tournament. Like the microphone, one day you come to a microphone that's working nice. The other day it's like shit. You can't even understand what your teammate is saying. You have to figure it out before the game. It's kind of stressful. That's just how CS is. Like every single time you go to a tournament, there's gonna be problems. You see technical pauses all the time. PCs, monitors, everything can break. But you need to find the perfect headset. Then this problem is sorted. Okay. Uh, other other people that are like people in the chat saying like I, the only person like from the players that I saw saying like stuff against the boots was actually Kenny S, your dear friend config. I saw like maybe Moses and a couple of other people. Otherwise, it's just the most most players are sided towards the booth but thing. But I I don't know. It's like it makes sense. Just the main thing. It's, it's more like it's more like for my experience, I want booths. But for the viewer experience, I don't want them. I'm talking about myself, but I understand 100% that the viewers are going to get more out of it watching me sitting at a desk instead of sitting me. I'm sitting in a container with a piece of glass in it. That's at least it's more fun for the viewers to see me play like real time. I'm not behind a wall sitting behind a piece of glass. And I, I like playing in both, but there's always uh, ups and downs with both both sides, of course. Yeah, like there's, there's this pretty significant disconnect between what TOs want or what they want to do and what's what's it it's competitively viable right so if the players could choose like this goes to everything about counter-strike like if players could choose how the maps we play today look it would all be gray blobs or you know blocks <laughs> with great visibility uh there would be no unevenness in the ground and you literally have you know a fantastic game to play but it looks like shit. and this is the same thing goes for you know the you know the booth uh, argument the fact that if the players could choose obviously they don't want the outside help because it can swing against them so they want to win on their own merit 
So they want to sit inside the most soundproof thing, uh, so soundproof thing you could ever imagine, only relying on themselves against their opponent to, you know, to win a tournament. That that's always how it's going to be. Like people who want to be competitive, they want to play at the fairest measures possible. Uh, but that's not necessarily going to be the most sexy option for a TO that's actually trying to make the wheels go around. And that's so let, what yeah. people need to consider. So let's do a short year, Nay. Do you think that in two, 2020, there is going to be a shift towards uh, towards more booths? So yay is yes, nay is no, as the, the words say. Why do I say yay? I don't know. But I feel like <laughs> I the, the, the players players crying is gonna is gonna make more people uh, pick up booths. Uh, but it's gonna take a bit longer than twenty twenty. It's probably gonna be like twenty two. Uh, so I think it's but I think that. they're gonna put booths, but the booths aren't gonna be like, super good booths. They're just gonna be booths for the, for the, sake, of, for the sake of booths. Yeah, yeah. They just look cool. Fair enough. Doesn't really work. And look, then people look, won't complain about it, about even... it on Reddit. Then, so. yeah. well, if you think about it, Dreamhack first... retired their their booths, right? The the boxes. Yeah. Completely, they're not even using them in. Didn't in, they make um, some new ones like with the containers? Yeah, the, they the, had the, 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 the containers or something. The old ones yep. were the containers. Yeah, but I think that they said something about making like new ones that are portable that they can actually bring along to events. Oh, or I something don't know like about that. that. I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, no, I, I think like I don't see this happening anytime soon. Uh, yeah. at all and i think that like it's only going to remain quiet even if they make like these makeshift boxes that look like soundproof booths it's only going to take one pissed off player who has an unfortunate happening at an event where it's just like oh these booths aren't soundproof at all i can totally hear what's going on for the shit shows to start again so. <laughs> Fair enough. let's go into the last uh, segment which has the best intro ever uh play time we'll just discuss blast summit and other things maybe take a few questions to finish off the show so where do we actually want to start with this one? Blaster Summit. What are you guys? What are you guys more excited about? I was about to say what's first, but they're going on at the um, same time. Same time. So, yeah, classic same time. CS schedule. I would go Blaster. That's probably the most exciting one, right? <laughs> yeah. So well, it depends, so, but yeah. So yeah, what is the so we, at Blast we have Astralis, uh, Astralis phase, and IP Liquid, Liquid, right? Yep. Four teams. It's a double elimination, kind of a bracket. Uh, what? do we expect to see there and why is that tournament even important is it impo an important tournament look one one angle from which it is an important tournament a really important tournament actually is the the question of who you have as the team of the year basically i think does the, that change the your way? answer i mean sure that's that's what i'm about to say right your answer already now depends kind of on how much you value astralis's majors right because liquid theoretically have more wins in total they have seven Six of which are big, but obviously no majors. Astralis have five, two of which are majors. Three of so where, where do you where do you stand then on, the, on this on the liquid or the Astralis side? Like I, I can see people standing on both sides. In a way. Yeah, same. At this so point. the thing about me and I, again, there's nothing to take away from Liquid at all. But a lot of their big wins came in a period where Astralis weren't competing, and that's obviously at the fault of Astralis. Uh, but I, uh, but again, like I'm, I'm I guess this might be recency bias, but to me, it's how you kind of 
close out the year as well. That matters a lot in terms of whether you can crown the year as yours. Uh, and Astrologer definitely doing better in that category than Team Liquid. What do you say, Conflict? You're nodding I, uh, over there. I totally agree. Like Astralis, classic Danish uh, Danish uh, bias. I'm, I'm trusting Astralis <laughs> on this one. Like Liquid is playing really good, and they they have never played this good CS as they are doing. Like this past year, I think they have been playing really really good CS, winning tournaments like left and right. And I just think they have a. I, I think like Astralis is gonna win the the behind tournament. It's not it's not in Denmark, so they're gonna take it take it home. <laughs> But then is is this though then is this Astralis's year? Like when you look back at 2019, will you say this was Astralis's year? Like I mean, obviously it's not going to be as 2018 one, what it yeah. was super clear. But there has to be one team that was better in in the. Calendar I'd say year. for a lot of the same reasons that uh, that Event just said, I'd, I'd say it is Astralis. Also from the from the side of how long they were on the number one spot, they were longer than they were over over a half a year total now. I think just over or very close to it. I think. While Liquid had maybe four months and the rest was like split with EG and I don't know who else. If, if there's even anybody else who no, was at the number one spot EG at this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but Liquid generally had like maybe a month less or something um, already now. So, so I guess that's already like a part of how you could answer that question. Just whoever had the number one spot longer or like average who had the, the better ranking on average, which I'm pretty sure must be Astralis. So, from that point of view, I guess. Uh, you would have to give it to Astralis, especially because Liquids was basically in that, as Ben was saying, in that like period where I think it wasn't just about Astralis, you know, missing, but the entire team was a little bit off. You know, not the same teams always uh, uh, were always at the same tournaments. You know, it was a like a fury, yeah, exactly, fury of Vitality era. You know, Vitality started coming up. You know, we weren't sure at the time how how good they were going to be. Same with Fury. Obviously, they dropped off, and 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 Liquids' success came. Uh, partially um, as a result of that, so that's that's also why I would say Astralis because I think they dominated in the more competitive tournaments as well, outside of just being you know the majors. Yeah, I will, I will also add like the fact that if you think about the the head to heads that Liquid had versus Astralis, oh, yeah, right? that's the only head to heads that Liquid won was pretty much I by Power Masters, uh, Blast and Sao Paulo. And but Miami. yeah, Sao Paulo was still won by Astralis, so that doesn't. Really and then they won the season nine finals versus uh, versus Astralis. But since then, so pretty much from the midway point, uh, well, yeah, pretty much the second part of the season. Yeah, yeah, second part of the season, it's been all Astralis yep, all day, every day. Now. And that pro league was like a three map, sixteen fourteen vertigo. They were close. The, the last one. two, the last two were close as well, though, like for yeah. Astralis. They do mean yeah. well. The ECS one, yeah. I mean the oh, okay. Well, Vertigo okay. was overtime, but outside of that, like I think Nuke and Dusty was pretty fair, fair okay. The last for, one was really close Stratus. though. Like it was for sixteen fourteen the last map, so obviously could have gone yeah. either way. So it's not like it's not like the Straws have massively dominated the matchup like they did in twenty eighteen. Yes, but still, like win wise, they still have a lot more than than Liquid do. Yeah. So I think that's more or less. I don't think we expect more much from Phase or NIP. I. Like both are kind of okay-ish teams at the moment, but like, I guess in this, in this context, they seem really high. Uh, I mean, the, again, like during Copenhagen, they played really well. Oh, like they played they super solid Counter Strike, but the fact is, they didn't do that at Pro League. <laughs> but you can't really know what that team, which is, a, I guess, a kind of a cop out answer. But that's just how they've always been, right? Like it's the I think Olaf being really bad at uh, Pro League was one yeah. of the big factor. He was, sure. he had a terrible event. By the way, like Cole, like, not, Cole didn't have one, have a good one either. Real quick, are you guys convinced by Brokey 
he's still shaky. He's still you can still tell that he's very new on the scene. Um, yeah, and like so the, he still makes like weird, questionable decisions and and like does, does yeah. his contribution from an individual point of view make up for not having a proper game leader in that team? Is pretty much what I'm getting at. Yes oh, or no? I don't. I, I don't think that's no. even a like. I don't think that's a give or take. Like, what is the in-game leader that they would have instead of him? But I mean, any <laughs> MSO. Obviously, obviously, but yeah. MSO. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's like, not gonna. That would never MSO. work. That's the dumbest thing ever. No, so, so here's the thing. Like, so you say MSL would never work, but surely some of these egos would have to have been knocked, you know, nine pegs down. But that's by not now. about. I don't think this is about ego necessarily. I think it's more about the styles because I, yeah, the never, styles for sure. Even gonna, if it's not ego or it is ego, the style is always going to be there. Like Nico's not going to listen to MSL, you know, no. micromanage well, or even so, off so, and stuff so, like that. So do you kind of contradict yourself? Like Nico's never going to listen to MSL. Well, why wouldn't he? Like if it's just a style. Well, thing, I'm just saying, he kicked God B out of Mal Sports. But because see, because but he's, a, thing, right? he's an individualistic so player, thing. right? Well, that's not it, necessarily that's ego. not stylistic. Style that's, play, right? that's not stylistic. Like, I mean, <laughs> if you think if that you, you have to just frag out to to be a good team, then yeah, if you, it's a if stylistic you, thing. Again, like if you do, if you have lesser of an ego, you're willing to adapt. Therefore, you're not locked into a certain way of playing. That's like but saying, it's not. It's not even. Well, it's like also just you can say that ego is thinking that you're smarter of, of, than this guy, yeah. so you have to play your way. But at the same time, maybe you just want to play your way because your way is better for you and the team that you have. It doesn't have to be an ego thing. I mean, it can be, depending mm. on how you how you kind of approach it. If the none of the results really back that statement, then is it really anything uh, but ego? I, I don't. I I don't know. But it I don't like. I don't like call. the classic like cop out that he just has an ego. ego in this case, even though he obviously it. has an ego. Yeah, I understand your point. I, I understand I'm why you're playing it like an ego, but I'm not sure I, I would call it that necessarily. I'm not saying like this is like a Nico thing alone at all. I'm not going to try to no, single sure. him out as a self. So Rain is a problem. You're close <laughs> to him, so you have inside information. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. No, I think Rain is the only one who no. could work under MSL. <laughs> yeah, no, Rain is fantastic, but the, I guess the only down, like, Rain is so, I guess, adjustable in the sense that it yeah. might become an issue the fact that he doesn't have a strong opinion about much of anything at some points <laughs> like he's too he's too agreeable uh with uh with things that that could probably be the biggest negative uh negative if, about him from what i've heard as well as like from from inside information in the cs scene uh, i heard that rain is probably one of the best players to like play play with and call with he's oh, just yeah. he's a robot he's just doing what you're telling him to and he's doing it really good at the same time and he isn't questioning anything and i feel like that that is a really really underrated thing to have on a team like a player that doesn't give a fuck about stats or he just does his thing and he does it really well and he gets a, he gets probably gets a, appreciated in, inside the team but sometimes out of the team you can see like oh he was in a bit, little bit of a slump that's probably because he was sent in first or he did his role but he didn't get as many kills as he would like uh, before in phase and I feel like like this team this phase clan team could could work out but like them, they're missing some things. Like they're missing an in-game leader, and they don't have like a real opera. They have like so many different players that can op, and I feel like it's gonna take them, take them a bit, like two steps forward, and one you no, know, one step forward, and two back, because they don't have a consistent opera, and you can't really re rely on that one guy who's gonna hit the op shots every single round at every single tournament. And like I think, the opping, like, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I no worries, no worries. I'm finished now. I don't want. I just say, I, like, <laughs> I, I looked into like one best of three, and the opping distribution is a complete mess. Like, Nico ten op kills, Coltera nine op kills, all of eight op kills. Like, 
what the fuck is going on here? Like everyone's getting the op. And I think actually like Broki could, like he has the things to be like a passive opper to help out this team and do like a job, like similar to what Guardian used to do. And he's not getting anything. Like he's not getting any any room. He's just playing as a, like a complete support player on this on this lineup, which maybe it's bad, maybe it's good. Maybe that they think this is the, the best way. But the thing, what you said, why we get went into this whole like, derailment is I don't think they they said like Nico directly said that they talked with people about Alexi and they figured out that is not the pick for them and then other than that there are no like in-game leaders that, that would potentially you don't know who to pick up it had to be a gamble again like a massive gamble of someone to, to, to grab someone I wonder I really I would really like to know what the reservations against Alexi were I just well, I mean not... I think if you put like two and two together yeah, Alexi Alu, played right? in ants <laughs> Alu in ants Alu was in phase right, right, right. I think that's I'm how just, the information got I'm distributed just, but what the information was right is what I mean the same is. same information that get got him kicked out of ants we don't know what it is but exactly. it's, it's the same thing probably yeah so some sign as we as we knew to Genji uh, just coming in right now, fresh news okay. and sick as a stand-in, though. So potentially we could be both. We could both be both. Are, right. are we thinking that he's a stand-in because Ships needs to get his visa sorted? Could be that. Maybe it's like a stand-in trial. Who knows? But uh, we, sick of all players uh, again. Like this, sure this sure seems a like nice a guy, but that's a person who ship is has in sailed, the same right? team as Twist, <laughs> and he was prospected to be the bigger talent, and he's. But if he's moved sideways, that's that might be being nice, but definitely not an upward trajectory on his career. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I just I just just a short uh, tangent. I remember thinking when um, Cloud Nine added automatic from that TSM team, I was thinking like Sick is so much better than automatic. Why are they picking up automatic? What the I've fuck ever is going thought on? That, and then suddenly, you know, automatic just fucking spirals out of control, becomes like the by far the best player of that team. I mean, as a region that you're probably not going to watch those matches, maybe catch a couple of them. Just looking at the stats, automatic wasn't the player that, at the time that was super exciting. But oh, sure. It, like, I guess his personality and what he brought in the server was, and then he exploded. So I don't think anyone, like many people, saw him except the people that like followed in depth that that he would be the the better pick. Anyway. Uh, we are down to like three and a half minutes. We have to go to summit, well not physically, but like talking to that, talking about that. Six uh, teams. They have that stupid format, which you can all agree is mega bad. I which, like it in this case, though. Uh, yeah, there are some positives, but like they play best of two, everyone with everyone, round robin, and top four out of six go into the playoffs. So Virtus Pro is getting eliminated, and one more team, and yeah. So <laughs> who, who is it? Who is it gonna be? It's uh, OG. Who do we have? It's OG, OG Mouseports, G2, uh, Mouseports Furia, and Furia. Furia. There, you there we go. Who is going out of the groups with Virtus Pro? Uh, G2. I'm going to say my I'm G2 or Furia. We are all over the place on this. Group. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Why not? It might be. I'm just going to ask. Why not OG? <laughs> I'm just going to ask. I mean, I guess that's the, that's a very that's a everyone's that would so, be a so excited pick, right? to see them. No one wants to like see them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. I think I think they will win a few matches. Like no matter. No matter how they play, basically, like I think in this kind of format, they're just bound to win something. Do we think Virtus Pro take a map off anyone? Yeah, I think so. I think who? anybody, who anybody do, will pick up take, like a win. Who do they Maybe? take a map off? They of? easily take a one off Fury, I think. I mean, they're not even that bad. They had some good results, but literally anybody will pick a map off OG or just could at least. 
because we don't we just don't know. Yeah, we're just guessing when it comes to OG, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think like OG also has guess. the thing that no one knows their map pool, so they can navigate into like the I mean, two they, they maps might have actually two map map pool for all we know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, they've I been know, playing for I three months. Kind of so I they have. Parrots still right. okay. it now. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you know, like obviously, like do they play more than three maps, as far as you know? Yes. Okay, you know well, what would be go. funny that somebody just brought this in chat, like with the rumors about Virtus Pro getting Avangard, you know, and oh, Avangard actually, actually playing, this, playing this tournament. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Avangard is. Aren't they? They're they're playing epicenter? Else? Like, epicenter well, yeah, but that's later, later though. though. That's later. That's three days after, or yeah. two days. They have time to to travel. Yeah, you could do the classic. So technically, you, know, you run could from just... prize ceremony to airport thing. Unless which is they're not at the Bosnian tournament, right? No, no, no. No, no. Oh, the QI thing. No, no. And uh, but the thing is, like, this is East Coast, West Coast to fucking Russia, not East Coast to <laughs> Copenhagen or like stuff like that. Pretty this will be a super long flight. This like, is like an eleven-hour time difference, right? Something like it, that. Yeah. It, it would yeah. be awful. So I hope they're not doing that. That would wreck them completely. Uh, but at the same whatever. time, would be. It would, you be know... it would be just funny, like a fun turnaround, you know. Just like a different, completely different team. Just like, like, yeah, versus pro, and it's like, Jay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, the, the main, the, the exciting thing about Summit is obviously getting to see OG playing fucking 10 maps against all yeah. kinds of different styles and, and teams. So that's the, that's the exciting part for me. And that's why I said this format. In this case, I actually don't mind it just because there's a team that I really want to see play as many maps as possible just to get a good idea yeah, of, Mouse is doing of both how they of those play. Events. Yeah, true. Someone just pointed out in the chat that I think Mouse is going to kind of suffer in these couple of last oh, events yeah. of the year. Yeah. Especially after this big win going to Summit, they don't give up. Well, I think they can win Summit, but I don't they think they could easily win like fucking roll over this tournament. That way. What's weird to me is the fact that EG is not at Summit. They're actually not going to an event. And that's they're, going, they're going to Epicenter. That's crazy. They're, they're going to Epicenter, but they're actually giving themselves like a week to breathe. Amazing. Yeah. So. Some, in the chat, we're getting an important information. Blame F is here, uh, oh, sending config to bed. Says you have important practice tomorrow. And yeah, kinda... practice at the eleven forty. That's that about where when I leave for Bahrain. Jesus. Yeah, I was about to say that's actually two hours after I've had to be at the airport to fly to LA. Yeah, well, uh, we just have yeah, practice. Time. I don't have any tournaments to play. Not yet. It will come. Twenty twenty year of complexity. So yeah, that's kind of it. We went through everything. We managed to get it in a in a decent, reasonable time. Uh, a couple of hot hot takes overall. I think it was pretty good. Did you guys enjoy yourselves? What a good time for sure. Actually, yeah. I, I some memories got brought up. Some bad memories got brought up. Like <laughs> lost the Twitch chat. Yeah, <laughs> like it hasn't been a perfect day, but it's been fine. Like it's been okay. I would okay. probably do it again one sometime if you ask me. That is nice. That's cool, good. That's to a hear. good to know. So you can maybe take on Twitch chat revenge, like a revenge match there. Yeah, uh, we can break it if we need to, you know. <laughs> Just send them the question. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that was it. Tracker, do we have a what is the fifteenth? Not the fifteenth. No, sixteenth should be. I think the only, if we do the next show between um, uh, what is it, Summit and Epicenter, it has to be sixteenth. We're not hundred percent on that yet, but I, I think we will do a show then. Yeah. Do you guys so, hate chat? Is that it? Because he's gonna be on a plane back well, home, isn't that's he? That's the that's the problem. But we have to. He's the main one. He we have to work around, right? Because I'm gonna be back on the 15th. Prof has no events anymore. Yeah. For the rest yeah. of the year, so it's like Chad, we Chad just have to work sick around him. Coming off of VPL, he was sick like halfway through that event anyway. So he 
he bailed on this episode, but he should be back uh, for the next ones. Potentially, we'll see. Maybe you just replace him with me now. And I get the extra money. Thank you, Martin. <laughs> I'll, you know my account. Thank you very much. So see you guys and uh, stay tuned. Anchor FM, anchor.fm slash HLTV for the audio podcast. Follow the YouTube, subscribe, Twitter, whatever, the all of the classic th things. We're available everywhere. And uh, see you next week, hopefully. Thank <laughs> you.